Welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McCreary, and I'm here with Thomas Smith. And today, we are going to be predicting the winners for each award in the upcoming NFL season. And we're going to, going to be making our predictions for awards like Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. And to end off the podcast, we're going to predict the winner of the MVP. So let's go ahead and get into it, starting off with Offensive Rookie of the Year. And the, the way we're going to do this, we have four like we have four players yeah, that we four have. Yeah, four top candidates. Yeah, four plus candidates. Our winner. Starting off, and we're going to go start off with four. Then we have a dark horse. Yeah. So we're going to go four, three, two, our winner. Then we're going to say who our dark horse is. Um, you want to start it off with yeah. Offensive Rookie of the Year? All right, sure. go ahead. All right, so my number four player for Offensive Rookie of the Year is Tua Tungabiloa, quarterback from Miami Dolphins. I like Tua a lot, and I'm so glad they picked him at five over Justin Herbert, which is what I thought they were going to do. Right. Um, I don't think he has a lot to work with. I mean, he has Devontae Parker. Uh, they kind of upgraded the offensive line a little bit. They helped him out a little bit. He's got, you know, a young solid tight end in Mike Jacecki. He doesn't have too many weapons. I think he would be higher if he was in a place that had more, but yeah. there's not a lot going on in Miami, and I'm afraid he's going to be running for his life too much to make plays, so that's why he's my number four. Yeah, I don't hate that. You know, I did not have him on my – I don't have him on my list right. just because I don't know how much he's going to play. Yeah, understandable. Cause Cause I, just I, like, I think Joe Burrow's the only rookie quarterback that's going to get major playing time. Right. Because he, he's like the guaranteed starter. Yeah, I understand that. I'm just saying like – But yeah, that's the only reason why I would not have – I feel like I'm a, a lot of times like quarterbacks just easily get these awards like even if they don't start the whole season. Right. So but, but, that's why but I have yeah. two in my top yeah. – Yeah. In my I, top five. Now, if I now if he was guaranteed to start, if I knew that he was going to play a majority of the season, I would consider him put consider putting him on my list. But I just don't know how much he's going to play. Right. But yeah, I, I totally agree. He's a great quarterback. He was the number two quarterback in the class, in my opinion. Um, and he's in a good system. When they they did a lot for their offensive line in the draft, getting Robert Hunt, Austin Jackson, who are both kind of developmental pieces. Yeah, I think Hunt talented. will like start a, right away. Yeah, I don't know about Jackson. I think Jackson's going to be. He's got he's got tremendous upside. Even though I didn't have him as a first round pick, I still think he's got a ton of upside. Right. But yeah, I like that. Uh, My number four is Henry Ruggs, wide receiver for the Raiders. Uh, This is really hard because I don't know if they're going to be able to maximize his potential this upcoming season because he's a, a major deep threat. And, of course, he can also do other things. He can run medium routes and short routes. Um, and over the past couple of seasons, Derek Carr has been like kind of a dink and dunk kind of guy. They haven't taken many shots. So I don't know if he's going to be good enough or have good enough production to win the award. That's why he's at four. But he's one of the only receivers taken in the first round that are going to be the starter. Like they're going to be the number one receiver right away. Um, and, of course, he's got incredible speed. He's a great route runner. He's got amazing hands. And, like I just mentioned, he's going to be the number one receiver in, in in Las Vegas. So, that's why he showed up on the list. But the reason he's at four and not higher for me is because I don't know if they're going to be able to maximize his potential this upcoming season with the way Derek Carr plays and their scheme. All right, so my number three is Jerry Judy, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Um, I like Drew Locke a lot for this upcoming season with the Denver Broncos, and I know Denver's got a lot of weapons for Drew Locke to throw to, but I think at the end of the year, Jerry Judy might be his number one guy. 
Judy can do it all. He's got speed. He's a great route runner. He can even do a lot after the catch as well. I think he's a complete receiver. I think he's much more of a complete receiver than Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton's more of a possession guy. He's a solid route runner, but not like super fast by any means. Um, so I think by the end of the year, we could see you know Jerry Judy as the number one guy with Cortland Sutton being the number two guy. So I think Jerry Judy will put up some big numbers, maybe like an Odell Beckham type season from 2014, I believe. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I don't know if Judy's going to do all those crazy one-handed catches. I'm not expecting right. that. Yeah. He's not that kind of receiver, but he is a pretty remarkable receiver, and I think this is going to be Drew Locke's new favorite weapon. Yeah, um, I would definitely have had Jerry Judy in my top three if he would have gone to a team like Oakland or, or like Las Vegas because uh, I think he fits perfectly in their system. But he's on a team now with a ton of weapons. Like They, they signed Melvin Gordon in the offseason. He's going to split carries with Philip Lindsay. And they they drafted a ton of weapons in the draft. They got Ketcher Hamler, of course, Judy, Alberto from the tight end from Missouri. I'm not going to even try to pronounce his last name. Uh, but So they got a lot of weapons for him. They have Noah Fan. They have Cortland Sutton. So I think they have too many weapons for Judy to get that kind of production. I do love Jerry Judy. Like, he was one of my favorite prospects in the draft. Even though I had him as a number three receiver, I love Judy. I think he's a beast. I just don't know if he's going to be able to get that kind of production to win an offensive rookie of the year. Um, he definitely has some talent. I just think there there's just so much talent on that offense around him. Um, but I, I could definitely see him becoming Drew Locke's favorite target because he's such a good route runner. He's got good speed. Um, his hands were a little bit of a question for me, uh, but he's still a very good all-around receiver. I think he's going to have a good season. I just don't know what his production is going to look like in that offense surrounded by as much talent as they have. Uh, but yeah, number three for me was Cam Akers, running back for the Rams. And I think he probably has the best situation of any rookie running back to to win this award because he's going to be the number one running back. They're going to give him a lot of carries with the departure of Todd Gurley. Um, and, and he's the number one guy in, in uh, Los Angeles. They're going to use him a lot. Um, they don't have a, a, a whole lot of weapons on, a, on that offense. They just traded Brandon Cooks uh, for a second-round pick, which I believe they used on Akers. Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah. Um, so they don't have a ton of off, a ton of weapons on that, on that offense, so they're going to lean on Akers heavily this year. And Akers is a great running back. He's very explosive. Um, had a really good productive year at Florida State last year, even with a terrible offensive line. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Um, I'm really, really excited. I think he's in a really good situation to shine early on, um, and that's mainly because he's the only he's going to be the number one running back for the Rams, and they just don't have a ton of options on that offense besides Corey Cup. Like, who do they have, really? Yeah. Like, I mean, they have Robert Woods still, I believe. Robert Woods. I did forget about Woods. Yeah, yeah. they have Robert Woods. They have, like, two solid tight ends in Tyler Higby and Gerald and, Everett. Yeah. But those aren't, like, I don't feel like Higby and Everett are, like, elite tight ends by any yeah. means. So They're, they're going to be able to use Akers in the run and the pass game. So he, he's very versatile, and he's a three-down back. So right. he's going to have a lot of success. Yeah, 100% agree. I'm actually going to talk about Cam Akers later in my list, but yeah. it's not maybe not in my top four. So my number two is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. 
I think he's going to elevate that offense to new heights. I think they're going to be able to do a lot more than what they could last year because now they're going to have a run game with Edwards Hilaire, but he's also going to help them out tremendously in the pass game. I think when it's all said and done, you could see him getting close to 2,000 all-purpose yards with the rushing yards and the receiving yards he's going to have. I mean, I think he's going to ball out in that Chiefs offense next year. I know they have a lot of weapons, and they want to be able to utilize Patrick Mahomes throwing to, you know, Tyree Hill, Sammy Watkins. I think he's still playing like next year, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he is. I know there was questions yep. earlier, but – and then, uh, you know, Nicole Hardman as well and Travis Kelsey. They have several weapons, but I think that Edwards Allaire, he's too much of a threat – as a receiver out of the backfield and as a runner that I think he's just going to put up really good numbers next year. So that's why he's my number two. Yeah, he's my number two as well. Um, he's not going to be like there. Like I, I think he'll split carries a little bit. He'll split time with Damian Williams, who was very solid last year, and he was great in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so he's not going to be the number one guy like Cam Akers is, but he's, but he's so, such a good running back. He's got great vision. He's he was easily, in my opinion, easily the best route runner out of any of the running backs in last year in this year's class. He's a spectacular receiving back. They're gonna be able to use him in the pass game and the run game. He's gonna be a stud in that Chiefs offense, and it's really unfair that they were able to get him at the end of the first round because that that just gives them another weapon that really was just unnecessary for them. They didn't have to get another weapon like that. They didn't have to get another running back. But Ed, but they got Edwards Hilaire, and he fits that offense so perfectly. And having Hilaire, having Hilaire is, is just going to bail out Patrick Mahomes a lot in this season. Like when when a play breaks down and they don't have a lot a lot working for them on a play, they're, they're just going to be able to have Edwards Hilaire on a check down, and he's going to make guys miss. And turn a play that should have been nothing, should have been no gain. He's going to turn it into like seven yards. So I love, I love, I love this pick by them at the end of the first round. And I think, I think Clyde's going to be a great rookie running back. And the all-purpose yards he's going to have is what ultimately put him above Cam Akers uh, on my list. Yeah. All right. So my winner for offensive rookie of the year, who I believe is also your winner, uh, Joe Burrow, quarterback, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, first overall pick. Uh, I guess kind of the same narrative as last year where you have the first overall pick, Heisman, former Heisman Trophy winner winning Offensive Rookie of the Year, same as Kyler Murray last year. I think Burrow is such a good quarterback. He's a starting caliber quarterback right now. I think Cincinnati did a lot of good things over the offseason to make their team better and make their offense better to where he's going to be able to have more success than he would have if he was their quarterback last year. Right. I think they improved their offensive line a little bit. I think now they're going to have A.J. Green back, so they'll have A.J. Green, they'll have Tyler Boyd, they'll also have John Ross. If he can stay healthy, he is a threat. Right. Uh, and they are also adding T. Higgins. So I think they did a lot of a lot of things over the offseason to really help Joe, and I think Joe will thrive in that system. Uh, working with Zach Taylor, a quarterback guru, kind of, you know, with the he was a quarterback's coach for the Rams with Goff when Goff got so much better uh, from that, that stretch – from his rookie year to his second year in the league. So I think Burrow has a great coach to work with and a lot of weapons to deal with. So, I mean, and plus most of these awards are just tailored to quarterbacks because quarterbacks right. are going to put up the numbers. Yes. So that's that's mainly why Joe's my one. I'm not saying, like, I don't think Joe's good. Joe's a great quarterback, and he's going to do good things, but these awards are tailored to quarterbacks. Right, that's so. a huge reason why he's probably going to win the award. Um, Joe Burrow is my winner, too. 
And I think the only thing that would keep him from winning the award is because he has a ton of weapons in Cincinnati. Like year one, he's got AJ Green, T. Higgins, John Ross, who, if he can stay healthy, is a very good receiver. Um, and uh, Tyler Boyd. They don't have Tyler Eifert. They do have Joe Mixon. So he's got a, he's got plenty of weapons. The one thing I think that could hold him back from winning this award is their offensive line because they did not improve it. A whole lot. Like they yeah. they made they had some additions to their offensive line. They got a tackle from Kansas, I believe, in the fifth or sixth round. Um, who's he's got incredible size and physical gifts, but he's got to develop. He's got a lot of work to do. And they they signed the guard in free agency. He's going to compete for a starting job. I don't know if he's going to win it. I don't know if I don't know if he'll be a starter. Uh, but they tried to adjust it a little bit. I don't know if they did enough to improve their offensive line where it's going to be like any better than it was last year. So that's my one concern. Yeah. But, but yeah. we still haven't we still haven't seen Jonah Williams yet, their first round pick from yeah. 2019 who right. a left tackle most likely going to be left tackle or right tackle. I'm not sure where he's going to play. I would assume left tackle and Cordy yeah. Glenn uh bumps over to right tackle, but he was their first round pick in 2018 from Alabama or 2019, excuse me, from Alabama and he I, he got hurt, I believe, ACL. Yeah. Uh early in the season or maybe it was preseason, something like that. I don't even think he ever played in the regular season. Right. So we still have yet to see what yeah. he does. Maybe he's good. They still have Billy Price, who's been kind of a disappointment, who was their first round pick in 2018, I believe. Yeah, yeah, 2018. So he's been kind of a disappointment. So, I mean, they have, like, young, talented guys. They just need to develop and actually, like, produce with the talent that they have. Right. And that's my one – the one thing I didn't like about their offseason because they did it some great things on their defense – uh, but in, I don't even have to talk about how good Joe Burrow is. I've already said so many things on this podcast about him. Um, like You already know how much I love Joe Burrow. He's a great quarterback. He's going to be fantastic his rookie year. He's got the weapons. He's going to have the production to win this award. My one question is, like, is the offensive line going to hold him back? That's right. my one question about him. I think he's easily going to be the offensive rookie of the year, and I think it'll be hard for somebody to challenge him, honestly. Yeah. All right, so my dark horse is actually your number three guy, I believe. Cam Akers, running back from uh, for the Rams. Uh, Akers is not a dark horse to me, but I think to like the rest of the world, he is a dark horse. Like I don't think people are talking about him enough. Like there's more talk about the, these running backs, uh, like Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift right. and Edward Zulaire, about them getting this offensive rookie of the year hype more than Akers, and I think Akers has the best shot out of all of them because he's not necessarily going to have to split carries. He does. He has the least challenging battle for, you know, all the carries yeah. than everybody else. I mean, they still have uh, Darrell Henderson. Oh, he's going to be him out easy. Yeah, I think, not I think gonna he will. Be competition. I, I agree. I know they still have Darrell Henderson who can come in when Akers get, needs a rest, right. who they drafted last year out of Memphis. Um but I think Akers can easily beat him out, like you said. Uh, and I think Akers is going to get loads of carries without Todd Gurley there. So I think Akers is going to have a lot of production. Uh, I just don't know if he's going to be able to beat out Joe Burrow. And he would be like my my number three or maybe even my number two um, if I didn't put him at the Dark Horse. I just felt like putting him at Dark Horse because, you know, the rest of the world isn't really talking about him. And to, in my eyes, he's not, though. Right, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't, I don't think he's a dark horse. And my dark horse, who I don't know if this is dark horse enough, because uh, my dark horse is Jalen Rager, wide receiver from the Eagles. Um, like, do you think that's dark horse enough? Uh, 
I don't, I I don't think it, nobody's talking about him. No one's talking about him. I, I, if I, need, I think everybody's hating on that pick anyways. So yeah. yeah. Um, another guy I would consider for Dark Horse is a guy like Denzel Mims from the Jets, who's going to be the, the number one receiver in New York. Ah, uh, uh, I don't know. Quincy Inunua, to me. No, nah, no, it's Denzel Mims. It's going to be uh, Denzel Mims. All right, I'll, I'll disagree with you. Mims, on that. Is, Mims is way more talented than. I'm going to disagree on you with that. I think Inunua is almost certainly the number one receiver in New York. Well, I. I don't know, cause Mims is just insanely talented. He's six three, with with his physical gifts and his talent, I would find it hard to believe that Anunua will be the number one receiver. Um, but he's gonna get a ton of targets. He's gonna be Donald's favorite weapon this year. Uh, but I have Jalen Rager as my dark horse because everyone hated that pick. I didn't hate it. I just hated that they chose Rager over Justin Jefferson. But Rager still fits that system perfectly. They run a lot of RPOs. He's gonna be great as a slot receiver. You can even play him outside. He's gonna be the number. One. I don't want to say he's gonna be the number one receiver because they still have, they still have Deshaun Jackson and they still have um Alshon Jeffrey as well. I th- I think. Rager could beat him out, um, but like Jackson, when he's healthy, he's very good. Uh, but I love the addition of Rager. He's gonna be great in that offense. He's gonna finally have a quarterback because that quarterback at TCU don't want to be too blunt, but he was not very good. He struggled a lot this season, um, and so I think Rager's gonna love playing with a guy like Carson Wentz. And like I said, it's a perfect fit in their system. Uh, and this, like now, Carson Wentz has like five receivers, I believe, that run a four-four or faster. Oh, really? Which is insane. Um, and so, I mean, I just love this. I like this fit for them. Of course, I wish they took Jefferson, who is like a top-four receiver in the class to me. But Rager is a stud. I think he's going to be great. He's explosive, and with the load that he's going to have in Philadelphia, I think he has a chance to win Rookie of the Year, and I would not be surprised. Because he, I think he's going to have a bigger role than most rookie receivers. Like, he's going to have a bigger role than Jury, in my opinion. He, and um, maybe not as big as Ruggs, because Ruggs is going to be the number one receiver for the Raiders, like, without question. And maybe, I don't know if he'll have a bigger role than Jefferson. I would assume so, because they have Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. Um, I don't know, that'd be, that'd be a good, like, question, but right. um, I think he's going to have a huge role, and a lot of people are hating on that pick, but I think they're going to be shocked by how good he is, because he, he's a very, very talented receiver. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I like that. I didn't really think about him as being a dark horse, so I didn't I didn't really put him. I didn't right. think about anybody in the first round being a dark horse, but I can, I can definitely see that, just because everybody hated on the pick, everybody's kind of doubting yeah. him. So, yeah, I like that pick. Uh, all right, moving on to Defensive Rookie of the Year. All right, so my number four for Defensive Rookie of the Year is Patrick Queen, the linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he's going to start immediately because they need him to. Even if he's not ready, he's right. starting immediately because they've lost. Uh, in the past two years, they've lost C.J. Mosley, and then over this offseason, they lost Patrick Onsuor. I believe that's how you say it. Uh, both going to the New York Jets. Um, so... Queen's going to start away. He's very, he's a very instinctive linebacker. I think he's going to get better as the year goes on. Uh, you know, getting into the rhythm of the NFL. You know, right. playing faster, playing bigger and stronger guys. So, I think Queen will get better over the year, and I think he'll produce a lot because he's going to be the number one linebacker in Baltimore. So, right, yeah, he's a stud. Um, 
I love Patrick Queen. I thought he was a top. He's, I thought he was easily a top twenty prospect in, in this year's draft. Um, getting him at twenty eight was a steal for the Ravens. I can't believe they were able to to get him. Yeah. Um. I mean, I just love that pick for them. That's fantastic. My number four is Derek Brown for the Panthers, and he fits in perfectly in that system. He's going to be a, a game wrecker for them this season. And although he's not known as a pass rusher, he is a much better pass rusher than people give him credit for. And I think he's got the potential to get better in that department. I um, mean, he's good with his hands. He's a great run stopper. He's going to rack up tackles. He's going to rack up tackles for loss. And I think he's going to get more sacks than people expect him to. Um, and he, he's playing on, in, on a really, really good defense in Carolina who just killed it in the draft on that side of the ball. They got a ton of guys on defense. Their front seven is really good, um, and I think he's going to have a good year this year. Uh, he's at four because he's a defensive tackle. He's probably not going to be as productive as some of the guys ahead of him, I have ahead of him, but I think he's going to be great as a rookie. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my number three is Jeff Okuda, the corner for the Detroit Lions. Uh, I thought about putting him higher, but it's kind of hard for corners to yeah. win it without having like a lot of picks. You gotta, have, I feel like you gotta have a like he's gonna have to have like five interceptions to to win defensive rookie of the year. So I think that could be difficult, especially because I think he's gonna be. I don't. I don't, I don't think he's gonna be targeted as much just because. I think Trufant is like honestly the weaker link out of the two of them. I think Okuda right now is better than Desmond Trufant, so I don't think Okuda is going to be tried as much as Trufant is going to be right. in Detroit. So I don't know if he's going to get the ball thrown at him enough to get like the interceptions needed, the stats needed yeah. to um, win defense rookie of the year. So that's why he's at three for me. I think he's a really good corner, and he's Detroit's number one corner easy, and I think he's going to help that terrible pass defense out a lot. Yeah. Do you think he's going to be corner number one for them? I think so. I can't imagine, like, trying to put Trufant up against uh, Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson and um, who else is in that? Oh, Adam Thielen or, and or Justin Jefferson. So I just can't imagine them trying to put Trufant, who, like, is, in my opinion, is so overrated. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people think he's really good, but he's really not. I don't know. I think people realize that he's not that good now. Yeah. It'll be now, interesting to see. I think previously, like when he was on the Falcons earlier, people thought he was a lot better than he actually is. At one point, he was really good. Like He looked like one of the best young corners, but then he got hurt, and then his career just continued to plummet, and he just got so much worse over the years. Yeah. Um, now, Akuda, I, 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 I don't know if he'll be corner number one, not because he's not talented, talented enough. I just, like a guy that young, I don't know. If they'll be comfortable putting him in that spot, yeah, I get it. Uh, but yeah, I think he'll be he'll be really good this season. It's it's kind of hard for a corner to win this award. Yeah, that's why he's at three. Especially with how much talent is in this class, like on the defense. Um, I I, I honestly, it'll be really tough for him to win the award. Um, but I think he's very good. He's gonna be a great rookie. And number three, I have Caleb Chason, uh of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's an edge rusher, and he is. Very, very talented. I think if he works, if he worked hard in the off season or works hard and develops some power moves, he's going to be an absolute force in the NFL. That's one part of his game he has to develop because that that will make him an extremely dangerous edge rusher because he's got the the mobility. He's got he's got the speed. He's got the get off. He's got the flexibility. He he's got the bend. He's got the natural gifts. 
but that's one thing that he lacks, power. But in Jacksonville, he's going to be used as a 3-4 outside linebacker. He's going to be really good. I think he's going to have the opportunity to get some good production. He's going to rack up sacks, get the tackles flaws. I think he's going to have, I don't know if he'll have as good, but he'll have a year similar to Josh Allen. I think he'll have a a really, really solid rookie year. Um, I, I, I want to say that he's not going to be as good as Josh Allen because Josh Allen was really, really good as a rookie. I don't not think talked about. That's not that talked good. about enough, too. Right, yeah, because he was almost as good as Nick Bosa. Yeah. He was just a little, he's just not as good, but his numbers were very close to Nick Bosa's in every single category. Was he even in the top three for defensive rookie of the year last year? I don't, even, I know I don't Nick, even know Nick Bosa and then, like, Max Williams, who had, I want to say he had, like, nine or ten sacks, but he also, he, he had so many sacks because he had, like, four sacks in one game last year. Yeah. So that boosted his sack totals. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from yeah. him. Good job. You had four sacks in one game. That's great. But, like, Allen was just consistently good, and I don't feel like that's talked enough, uh, talked about enough. Right. Yeah. And Chase going to have a great year. He, he can play in coverage. He can be an edge rusher. They're going to be able to do a lot of things with him, and I think he's going to get a lot of a lot of production as a rookie. Um, that's why I have, have him at number three. All right, so number two, I have Isaiah Simmons, linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals. Simmons is a freak athlete. He can play multiple multiple positions, super versatile. You can put him at safety. You can put him at linebacker. Heck, you can even put him at slot corner, outside corner. Put him at outside corner. Yeah. Let him guard, like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Debo Samuel or something right. in the division. Um, but, yeah, Simmons is fantastic. He brings a lot to that defense that, you know, has struggled over the past few years. Uh, So they have Chandler Jones on the edge, and now they have Simmons at linebacker. I mean, they have Hashan Reddick as well and Buda Baker, but those two guys have not really lived up to the hype. Those are, like, young guys that can help their defense. I think this is Reddick's last year on his contract. And then also, it also might be Baker's last year. But Baker's been more of a special teams guy, not right. as good as a just like straight up safety. Um, but Simmons is going to be fantastic. He's going to get a bunch of tackles. He's going to get a bunch of interceptions. He might even get a bunch of sacks. Right. I mean, he's just a freak. He kind of he he might have a similar season to Luke Keekley's 2012 season when he won Defensive Rookie of the Year. Right. So. I don't know. I, I think Simmons is, is just fantastic, and that's why he's my number two. The only reason he's my number two is because there's a guy ahead of him. Yeah. That now, is, we, all, we all know who he is. Yeah, is a generational talent. Yeah, so. uh, yeah every, everyone knows who you're talking about. And I have Simmons as my number two okay. as well. Um, he's a physical freak, and I'm glad to hear that they're going to play him at linebacker, which he needs to play because if you play him at all of these different positions, he's not going to be good. I'm telling you, he needs to play at one position. Um, and I think too many people are just like, oh, he can play this, 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 and that. Well, he can, but if you stick him at all these different positions, he's not ever going to become elite at any of them. If you stick him in one position, he can learn that position, become nuanced in it, and become elite. He can't do that if he's playing all these different positions. I love that they're going to play him at linebacker. He's a physical freak. We all know that. He's got elite speed, elite range. He's going to make a lot of plays in the run game. He's going to get a lot of tackles. He's going to be great in coverage. You can put him 
Um, he can play him in man coverage, lined up against a tight end or a slot receiver. He can do all that. I think he's going to be very productive as a rookie on a very, very poor defense. Um, I, I love what they did with this pick, improving their defense. I thought maybe getting a tackle would have been smarter. Um, but Simmons, I love him. He's a very talented player. I think he's going to be really, really good as a rookie, especially, especially playing at linebacker. And I don't know if you know this, but have you heard what Carolina said about yeah. Simmons? And they said they passed on him because they think he would be better better suited playing for a, a more mature franchise. Which to hmm. me just says that they didn't like him. Interesting. Yeah. But apparently they said that. A more mature franchise? like I think that's just their nice way of saying that they did not like him. And so they were not ever going to take him. Like they didn't like his playing style or they didn't like him as a person? What do you mean by that? No, like playing style. I, I think they were kind of scared about his versatility or about like they don't know if he'll ever become good at one position. Because he's still like, although he's a physical freak and I loved him, I had him as my number one linebacker, he's still not great at any position yet. He can be, but he's still pretty raw. So like I, I can kind of understand, understand why they had reservations about him. Uh, but, yeah, I just, I heard that, and I was like, ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, that that definitely is interesting. Um, so, my winner for Defensive Rookie of the Year, and your winner, and probably everyone in America's yeah, Defensive Rookie of the Year award. winner is Chase Young. Unless he dies. Unless right. he dies or gets hurt. He's right. probably not winning this award. But, Chase Young, defensive end for the Washington Redskins. Number two overall pick. Uh, I mean, he's just a stud. He's going to rack up probably double-digit. I would be surprised if he doesn't rack up double-digit sacks. I mean, I know Nick Bosa didn't, and he still won Defensive Rookie of the Year, but Nick Bosa also had all these crazy like QB hit stat, stats and like tackle for loss stats. Uh, but I would be very surprised if Young does not hit double-digit sacks yeah. and just have, like, I, I would I would not be surprised if Young has, like, a Defensive Player of the Year type season in his rookie year. Right. I mean, he's that good. He, I mean, he's just incredible. He's he's NFL ready right now. He's been NFL ready for like the past year of college. Yeah. So, I mean, watch out NFC East. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. He's a tremendous athlete. He's very explosive. He's a rare athlete for an edge rusher for a four three defensive end. You don't see a lot of guys with his combination of size, speed, and bend. Um, he's gonna be great as a rookie. I don't know much more to like. What what else do I have to say? He's gonna rack up a, a ton of sacks. Like he's gonna, tackles are gonna have such a hard time putting getting their hands on him because he's so fast and flexible. He's gonna be great as a rookie. He's gonna rack up a bunch of sacks. He's gonna be good in the run game, and he's gonna win this award. Like I don't have anything else to say. Right. He's, he's winning this award. All right. So my dark horse is Zach Vaughn, linebacker for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I had him as a first rounder. I don't know if you did. I think mm-hmm. you might have had him. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. had him as a first rounder as well. Yeah, I had him um, I, in my mock draft. I had him going to the Ravens. Okay, yeah. I think I had him going to the Ravens. Maybe I might have had him going um to Seattle. Right. I don't remember though. Um, but Zach Vaughn ended up falling to the third round. Uh, I don't. I don't really understand why. Yeah, he had an injury. Uh, okay. I forgot what it was. Uh, but, you know, with the coronavirus situation, it was kind of hard to get medical right. checkups on these guys. So that's apparently why he fell. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I thought originally I thought it was because of his diluted sample, but a ton of guys had that issue. A lot of guys had flag drug test, um, and I didn't think that was the reason why. Because I, I believe um, Makai Beckton had a flag a drug test. Yeah, and he went 11. But it turns out that Bond fell because of an injury. Okay. Um, which is not going to be serious. Like, it's not a serious issue that anyone should be, like, concerned about. Um, but, of course... It's kind of hard to draft a guy when you don't have you don't a me- when you don't have a medical read up right. on him. Yeah. So yeah, but Bond, uh, he can play in coverage, and he's also a very good pass rusher. Uh, the Saints don't really have a very good pass rusher besides Cam Jordan. Like they don't have a guy opposite of Cam Jordan that's really good. They have Marcus Davenport, who they drafted in the first round, I believe, two years ago, or yeah, two years ago, I believe. Uh, but. He's kind of been on and off the field with injuries, so I don't know if he can ever stay healthy for a full season to like actually produce like they want yeah. to for a first rounder. Uh, so Bond, I I don't think Bond's gonna play defensive end, but Bond can play linebacker and rush the passer off the edge. Um, he can just do it all from that linebacker spot, and so I think he can be very versatile for the Saints and put up a lot of numbers, whether it be sacks or tackles. Yeah, I love Zach Bond. He was a first rounder. In my eyes, um, and I, I was so mad because I'm a Falcons fan, and watching the Saints get him, I was like, oh, why? Because er- like every NFC South team, including the Falcons, did a great job in the draft, and I was like, are you kidding me? The Saints got one of my favorite players in the entire draft. I love Bond. It'll be, in- be interesting to see how they u- use him in New Orleans. He'll probably play. Uh, he'll play a linebacker. He's not going to play defensive right. end. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they use him. My dark horse was, is Logan Wilson, linebacker from the Bengals. And he, in my eyes, he was the third best inside linebacker in the class. Uh, like, pure inside linebacker. Uh, I think he's a special, special player. He's very instinctive. He's got the speed. And, I th- and his instincts are off the charts. I really like it. He's a hard hitter. And he's going to be the number one linebacker in Cincinnati. Um, and he's going to be very, very good as a rookie. Uh, another guy I considered for this spot was Yator Gorsmatos. The only, and I loved him. I had him as my number two edge rusher. The only reason I didn't have him as my dark course is because I don't know what defense the Panthers run. Because if they run a 4-3, I think he can, he can I would, I would have put, put him at, in my dark course. Um, if they run a 3-4, it doesn't really fit that as well. And I don't know if I would have had him at, as my dark horse. Probably not. Um, so I, I couldn't really find that. Right. Um, but he's they've another run, guy I would consider. Yeah, they've run a 4-3 in years past. But under uh, Matt Rule, I don't know what they're going to run. Yeah. Well, ESPN has them running a 3-4 on their, right. uh, when they have depth charts. So I don't I yeah. don't, I, I don't have know. no idea either. All right, so moving on to comeback player of the year. So my number four for comeback player of the year, who actually could have gone a little higher uh, but that's Derwin James, safety for the Los Angeles Chargers. I think he could have gone a little higher, but I think offensive players, you know, usually kind of get these awards tailored to them as well, like especially quarterbacks, just because they put up like more sexy numbers than defensive players, I guess. Right. Um, so I have Derwin James. He missed. I don't know if he missed half the season last year. He missed the entire season. He didn't miss the entire season. Did he he played. He played late last season. Oh, okay. He, he played like in the later. In the near the end of the season, but obviously I don't know why the Chargers were the, the Chargers were already gone by then. Right. So, um, but Derwin James, fantastic safety. Uh, he's really the him and Joey Bosa are like the anchors of that defense right now. 
Um, so I think James will have a really good year next year, especially, you know, bouncing back from an injury plagued 2019. Um, he can play free safety, strong safety. He can even come down to the box and play linebacker. Uh, he's very versatile. He's very similar to Isaiah Simmons in some ways. Um, but I mean, I can see him like, I could see him even going for defensive player of the year right. next year. So, yeah, uh, I love Derwin James. My number four is JJ Watt. And the reason he's at number four is because I'm kind of afraid he's going to get hurt again because he's been injury prone the last couple of years. Right. But when he's been on the field, he's been very productive. He's still a great edge rusher. He's, and like I said, he's just extremely productive, but he can't stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, and if he, if he is healthy next year, I can easily see him con- competing for this award. I just don't know if he's going to stay on the field. Right. All right, so my number three is Matthew Stafford, quarterback for the Detroit Lions. He missed almost all of last year with a back injury, I believe. Uh, I think if he can come back and just have a really strong season, he can definitely contend for this award. Uh, I think they can even be, you know, a potential playoff team because they have they have some talent there. They have Kenny Galladay. I believe they still have Marvin Jones. Yep. They have T.J. Hawkinson, who's coming into his second year. Their offensive line kind of took a hit. Because they lost, uh, I think they lost Graham Glasgow and they lost uh, Rick Wagner, their yeah. right tackle and their right guard. They lost both of those guys. Did Glasgow go to uh, Denver, I believe? I think so. I think it went to Denver. Yeah, I believe so. So they lost two starters on the offensive line, which is tough for Stafford because he's so injury prone that if he gets hit again, he might just shatter to pieces. Right. Or his spine will at least. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Stafford, tremendously talented, got that great arm. He's a good quarterback, and I think if he can stay, you know, on the field for 16 games, I think he can definitely contend for this award. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Um, Stafford, I think he has a chance to be a to have a good, a good comeback here. Because they, they do have weapons on that offense. They just got uh, DeAndre Swift. They have Kenny Galladay. They have Marvin Jones. So he's got the weapons. Uh, my number three is Ben Roethlisberger. And he doesn't have as good of weapons as Stafford, but they went 8-8 eight and eight last year with crappy quarterback play. And insert him into the lineup. And I'm sure they can get ha- they'll, they can have a better record than that. And they can have more success with him. Um, Roethlisberger's still good. Um, he is kind of, dec- he's on the decline, definitely. Um, they still, they still got talent over there. They have, um, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, nearly forgot his name. They just drafted Chase Claypool. They have, um, oh, I'm forgetting the running back's name. James Conner. Yeah, James Conner. They have Jalen Samuel to back him up. They have Benny Snell. They didn't just draft their running back, Anthony McFarland yeah. out of Maryland. They also have another receiver who played really well last year. I think Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. They, have him. Um, they also signed Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron, who if he goes back to the way he played in 2018, he's, he can be really, really good for them. Yeah. Um, and they still have Vance McDonald as well. Yeah. So My, my number three spot was going to be between ben, Big Ben or Stafford. I think it's close. Um, either one of them. Um I think they're both going to contend for this award. I just think Big Ben is just, like, with the success they had with that offense last year with how poor their quarterback play, I think their offense is going to be much better with Big Ben um, as their starter. Right. All right, so my number two is Rob Gronkowski, tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I think, like, legitimately just because of how – 
how the narrative is right now. I think if he has a thousand yards, he wins comeback player of the year by a landslide right. just because yeah. everybody loves him. Everybody's going to be like, Oh, Gronkowski came out of retirement, came back in, had a thousand yards. Here you go. Comeback player of the year. Like, I think it's almost guaranteed that he wins it. If he, if he even has like 800 yards. Right. Like, I just think that's how, how willing, how much the NFL wants to give him the award. Yeah. Like, I think he's the favorite right now. Uh, well, maybe not like, by the odds, but I think everybody wants him to win comeback player oh, of the yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think Gronkowski will be good with Tom again, and they have some more weapons. I don't know if he's going to get the touches. like the. Right. I don't know if he's going to get thrown to as much just because they have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. They still have O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray at tight end. Uh, I mean, Ronald Jones is a solid running back. So they have, like, other pieces besides him it's not like he's the focal point of the offense like he was when he was healthy in new england right but i think he if he gets even close to a thousand yards he wins it yeah uh, i agree um my only thing with rob Gronkowski is he hasn't played football in it for in a year he's had some issues with concussions and he's been competing in the wwe so he, he has not been in football shape he's been in shape for the wwe so I don't know what he's going to look like this year. And they already have a ton of weapons besides him. And O.J. Howard, um, Ronald Jones Jr. They have um, the running back from Auburn a few years back. Peyton What's, Barber's not Pey- on the team anymore. Oh, he's not? No. I thought, wait, where did he go? I don't remember, I don't think I, know, I don't think I, okay. Uh, they still have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. And they just drafted Tyler Johnson from Minnesota to replace uh, Rashad Perriman. And I just don't know if he's going to be able to get the touches. And I, and I don't know what he's going to look like. I'm not saying that he's not going to have a good year. It's just hard for me to predict that he will with the fact that he hasn't played in a year. There's a ton of weapons around him. And I don't know what kind of shape he's going to be in. So that that's the reason why I don't have him right. in my top four. Uh, my number two. And, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just explain the award. Because the definition of the award is any player that has overcome adversity so it's very broad yeah so you don't like have to come back from injury okay so my number two is baker mayfield of the browns okay and um he had a really really rough year last year uh with behind that terrible offensive line and that any of a head coach they had um he was terrible um and, and but they're changing they got a new coach stefanski um they got a much better offensive line they drafted jesuit wills at 10 which was an absolute steal they got um, Jack Conklin. They, I mean, they made some huge improvements to that, to that offensive line. They they have Odell Beckham Jr. They have Jarvis Landry. They signed Austin Hooper. They still have David Njoku. They drafted one of the best tight ends in the class and, and Harrison Bryant. Which is crazy. They yeah. have, like, three really good tight ends yeah, right now. And, and they still accept it. Or they still, um, like, I guess, what's, what would be the right wording for the fifth-year option? They, oh, they, uh, they uh, I mean... They signed his fifth year yeah, option or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. They signed his fifth year uh, option. Yeah, now I'm going blank. I'm they like, signed accepted? his fifth. Yeah, I, they accepted his fifth year option. I I think that actually would be maybe, the right maybe. wording. They his accepted his fifth year option, which is weird because I thought they were not going to. When, yeah, when especially they with them signing Hooper and then drafting right. Brian. Yeah. You would think maybe they're trying to move on yeah. from Njoku, but I guess they're they're about and, to run uh, a Ravens offense yeah. uh, with the three tight ends. And they drafted Donovan Peoples Jones, who was one of the more talented receivers in the entire class. Like he he was the number one 
uh, receiver in the country when he was going into college. He's right. very talented. I don't know why he fell. He should not have. But they got him in the sixth round, which is a steal. He could honestly start for them. Um, to be like, he could be their number three receiver. They got a ton of weapons there, and like, of course, they got Nick Chubb. They got Kareem Hunt. They have so many weapons, and with the improvement in the offensive line, and with them working on Baker Mayfield on not having such a deep drop back, I think there's so many improvements to his game in that in that offensive line. His play is going to skyrocket, in my opinion, and I think he's going to. The reason I put him at number two is I like, I just don't think he's going to be the winner because I don't think. He's going to be up for the award. But based on the definition, he would fit the criteria. <laughs> right. Yeah. That The criteria for comeback player of the year is very broad, like you said. Yeah, like... Uh, yeah, I don't like the criteria. I feel like it should be like coming back from not being a starter or being injured, not just like facing adversity. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. Is your... Is your oh, I forgot who your dark... Oh, no, I know who your dark horse is. Yeah. Is your winner like crazy? No. It's My not. winner is actually your number three, and that's Ben Roethlisberger, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, like you said, they went 8-8 eight and eight last year with terrible quarterback play. Imagine Big Ben comes back in. They're a playoff team. They're contending in the AFC North. I, I think they contend with the Ravens. Uh, I don't think they, they win the I AFC think it's, North. I think it's going to be hard because everyone in the NFL got yeah. better except for a couple teams. Um, and, and, and and their their division is insanely yeah, hard. Yeah, division is really tough. Like, even Cincinnati, who's probably going to finish last, is still, still a very solid team. Very solid. And, and I, I expect them to be competitive. Yeah. But, like, that's such a tough division. So I, I think they're getting their records may get worse. Um, I think they'll be a better team, though. I don't. I don't know if it'll get worse. I think it'll get. I think the record will get better. I think they can. Like, I think if the Ravens go like from somewhere between twelve and fourteen wins, the Steelers can nab like ten wins and make the playoffs as a wild card. I don't know. I don't know because they gotta because like, they're in the like. Are they gonna be better than the Browns? Yes. Really. Yes. Defensively, really? they're better than the Browns. Offensively, no, they're nowhere offensively close. they're not better than the Browns, but quarterback play might be. I don't know. I don't know if Baker Mayfield is going to be gonna better get... than Baker. Maybe. I, I would be very shocked. quite possibly. I, w- I would be shocked if Big Ben is better than Baker. I, he, I ba- would not be shocked. Big Ben has been on a decline the last couple of years. The last couple of years. Last year he got hurt. The year before that he threw for 5,200 yards. That's fine. Jameis Winston just threw for 5,000 yards. Like, I know, but the matter. dude threw like 40 – did he throw 40 touchdowns or was it in the 30s in 2018? But he didn't throw like 30 picks like Jameis Winston did. Yeah, I know he didn't throw – No one throws 30 picks. Right. Literally, no one has ever thrown 30 picks. Yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> but like he's not throwing like – I don't even think he threw in the 20s for interceptions. I don't I don't really remember. Maybe he did, but still the guy can still throw the ball at at a much higher level than uh Devlin Hodges or Mason oh, oh, Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean that's not hard. Yeah. So they they, they have a great defense. They have some good weapons uh on their offense. They have a solid offensive line. I think you put Big Ben back in and they can make the playoffs and even make a run. Right. Yeah, the only reason I'm saying that his play has declined is because he has been a little turnover prone okay. the last couple of years. That's right. the reason. Like, he's still talented. I'm not yeah. saying that he sucks. It's just... Yeah, so, like, I think if they... If he gets in there and they make the playoffs, and if they get on a, if they go on a run, he wins comeback player of the year, like, pretty easily. Yeah. Like, it's like Ryan Tannehill last year. Like, he stepped in, 
they went in the playoffs and went on a run, even though the run was not because of them. It was right. because of Derrick Henry. He still, you know, got the glory for comeback player of the year. So. Yeah. Yeah, my winner is uh, – are, are you done? Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you? you're good. Okay, uh, my winner is Derwin James uh, for the Chargers safety. He he was great before he got hurt, and I think if he come, I think he'll come back as good, if not even better. Um, and if he does that, I, I can easily see him winning that award because he's so versatile. He's so good in the run. He's so good in the pass game. Um, I wish they would have drafted Isaiah Simmons because I would have loved to see to watch their defense with the combination of Simmons and James. They did not. But Derwin James is a spectacular free safety. He's one of the best young defensive players in the league. Um, I think he's a stud. And I would I would not be shocked to see him win this award. Um, like you said, it'll probably go to a quarterback because the last I think the last two years has gone to a, a QB. Um, and Who did it go to in 2018? I forgot. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a quarterback. I looked it up. I kind of forgot who it was because last year it was Ryan Tannehill. The year before it was, I'm forgetting. But it, the last two years it has gone to a quarterback, and I think with the with the quarterbacks that are going to be up for it, they oh, it was Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like with the quarterbacks up for this award, I think they they'll probably get get it. Um. But Derwin James, I think with how good he was before injury, like if he comes back, I would not be surprised to see him win this award. Like he's a stud. Yeah. This decade, a quarterback has won it. Let's see, one, two, three, four, uh, five, six out of the ten years a quarterback yeah. has won it. The only non-quarterbacks were Keenan Allen in 2017, Jordy Nelson in 2016, Eric Berry in 2015 with the cancer, and then Gronkowski won it in 2014. Yeah. So. All right, so I thought I thought this was gonna be the list where we had more craziness. Yeah, well, I didn't because my list is insane because we haven't even gotten to the dark horse. Oh, my dark horse is pretty crazy too. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so my dark horse is like a dark horse of dark horses. <laughs> yeah, my dark horse well, so is, is a guy that is probably not going to start. This is going to there's gonna need to be drastic changes that happen with this organization. For this guy to start, or for somebody, somebody will have to get hurt. Uh, so my dark horse is Marcus Mariota, quarterback for the Oakland Raiders. Last year, he started for the Tennessee Titans for the first four games, or four games or six games, six games I believe, because they went two and four. So he started for the first six games, um, maybe five games. I don't remember five or six games. Yeah. Uh, was not good. They went like two and four or two and three. I don't remember. Uh, what their record was, but he gets benched. Ryan Tannehill comes in, has a great rest of the year, takes him to the playoffs. They go on a run, and Ryan Tannehill gets comeback player of the year. So then, Mariota goes to Oakland, sits behind Carr, who's you know already kind of on a hot seat for the starting job, like Mariota was in Tennessee. Goes to Oakland, or Las Vegas, excuse me. I'm never going to get that right. Yeah. Um, maybe Carr gets hurt. Maybe Carr sucks, and he gets benched. Mariota comes in and pulls a Tannehill. I don't know. It's it's a definitely a long shot. Or maybe Mariota just impresses Gruden so much that he wins the job. I highly doubt that's going to happen. I highly doubt any of this is going to happen. But that is my dark horse. Marcus Mariota, quarterback of the... I said Oakland Raiders in this. I am so stupid. No, it's okay. Las Vegas it's, it's, it's Raiders. Yes. It is hard. Yeah, uh, I'm going to 
I, I would say one up you, but my dark horse is not as crazy as yours. Yeah. Even though it is insane, and mine is uh Trent Williams for the Forty Niners. He's a tackle. He's one of the best tackles in the game when he's on the field. Last year he didn't play because the Redskins organization is not great. Um, and he didn't want to play for them, so he just sat out. He got traded, and I think he's going to be a beast in the 49ers system. Um, their run game is amazing, and he, he's going to fit right in um, on that offense. They're, he's going to be great. He's a tackle, so he's not going to win the award, um, but he's just so special that I think... Yeah, he still could. I mean, there was like... Travis Frederick finished like top three, I think, last year for the award. Really? I think so. Maybe he's top five, but Travis Frederick finished. Like, I don't think he's gonna win the award. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know. But that's why. But that's why he's my dark horse. Right. But I think he's so talented when he's on the field that he could, that he could win the award. That's why he's my dark horse. Yeah, for sure. I think he is. He is super talented, like you said. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I don't think he's as crazy as mine. So I have right. one yep. up to you. <laughs> yes. No, but mine's never gonna happen. Yours has potential to happen. Yeah. All right. So moving on to coach of the year, uh, my number four is John Harbaugh. Harbaugh, excuse me, for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they had a fantastic year last year. Unfortunately, lost in the first round of the playoffs, I believe. Right? Didn't they lose yeah. to the Titans in the first round? Well, I mean, second round. I mean, but first round. For well, them. yeah, yeah. First the first game they played. The yeah. divisional round. First game they played, they lost. Uh, I think he comes back this year. They have similar success to last year. I know they. You know, they lost Patrick Onsawar, but I think they got an even better linebacker in getting Patrick Queen. Um, so I think they've improved drastically over the offseason, like especially in the draft. They did so much oh, in yeah. the draft to help Lamar out and help that whole team out. Did a lot for the defense, did a great job with the running back situation. I like that they picked up J.K. Dobbins, who can is a very talented running back and can carry, uh, you know, do like 300 carries in a year he's just super talented um so i think once ingram's time is done there i think he only has a year or two left on his contract jk dobbins will take over it'll be a seamless transition and lamar i mean that just makes that backfield even more dangerous with lamar ingram dobbins right. it's scary um so i like harbaugh for coach of the year did he win it this year uh no I think he did Yes. Was it yes. 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 It it was him. He he did win the award. Um, you're done, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go on to my coach. My number four. My number four is Sean McDermott, head coach of the Bills. I think the Bills made a lot of improvements in the offseason, especially to their defensive line. They traded their first round pick for Stephon Diggs. Um, they drafted Zach Moss, who I think is going to be really good. Splitting carries with Devin Singletary. They did a lot of good things for their offense. Helping out Josh Allen, getting him some weapons, um, and that along with their defense, which has been really good in the past couple of years. But if Josh Allen can take that next step, I think they're going to be a really, really good team. And I, I already think they are. Uh, you know, I haven't looked into it or done like a top ten, but I can see them being a top ten team right now. Um, and I, I think if they're up there, if they have a good enough record, which I expect them to have, I think he could he could win Coach of the Year. All right, so my number three is Bruce Arians for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, they signed Tom Brady. That's that's really the biggest addition that they made. But they also signed Rob Gronkowski. They have Mike Evans. They have Chris Godwin. They still have O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait. They have potentially a better offensive line than last year with 
the addition of Tristan Wirfs. They have Ronald Jones, who's a solid running back. They have Shaq Barrett. They have um, Levante David. They have all these pieces. And Oh, and Devin White. I forgot to mention Devin White. They have Devin White. They have all these pieces. Now it's time to do something with them. I know they're in a tough division, but I think they can make some noise in that division. I think it'll be hard to get past the Saints right. in the division just because of how loaded they are at every position. Well, they, they have a tough division. Like Even the Falcons and the Panthers are going to be tough, tough wins. Right. So I, I know I'm the Panthers. So the Panthers like, aren't great, but like their offense really improved in the offseason. They're not rebuilding; like they are trying to compete. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think if Bruce Arians can take that team to you know nine or ten wins and then make the playoffs and make a run, I think he can definitely uh, win Coach of the Year, especially yeah. with you know how bad they were with Jameis last year. They they weren't even bad last year as a team. They were actually really good as yeah. a team. It's just Jameis held them back. Right. If Jameis had thrown like five, four less interceptions, just four less turnovers, because he had the fumbles too. Right. They might have been a playoff team. Like yeah. they were, they were that good to where Jameis was just holding them back. So I yeah. think with Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, some some of those additions they made, they can make some noise, and Bruce Arians will get the credit for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it, it'll be kind of tough because their division is is really it's, it's just going to be a difficult division to play in. Um, but yeah, they they definitely like they have a great offense. Their defense is underrated. They had the best run defense in the league last year, and I I think their secondary is, is very solid, especially with the addition of Antoine Winfield Jr. He's really really good, uh, and they even got a really good undrafted free agent. And Parnell Motley, who was a corner for the Oklahoma Sooners last year, didn't get drafted for no reason, really. He he didn't get invited to the combine, and a team workout and, a, and his pro day would have really helped him out, and he would definitely have gra- have gotten drafted if the coronavirus situation didn't happen, but it did. He, he got undrafted. They signed him, which I hate. I wanted us to sign him. Um but they they just got a really good team, and I can see I can see Arians uh, being up for the award. My number three is John Harbaugh from the Ravens, and like you said earlier, they killed it in the draft. They have one of, if not the best roster in all of football. Like what yeah. they did defensively, and what they did offensively. Like they got Lamar Jackson some weapons in in the draft, and J.K. Dobbins, James Prochet, um, De- uh, is it Devin Duvernay? Is that his first name? Yeah, Devin, De- right? Devin Duvernay. Yeah. Yeah, the receiver from Texas. They got a lot of speed on that offense. And on defense, they added Patrick Queen. They added Kalias um, uh, Campbell from the Jaguars. They did a lot of good things. I think they have a top three roster in the, in the entire league. They're going to be good, and I expect them to be in the running for this award yet again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so my number two is Kyle Shanahan of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, man, he did such a great job with that offense last year uh with that they had that three running back system and they were just pounding the ball and then they were ferocious on defense I mean and I mean they even got some good quarterback play out of Jimmy Garoppolo so I mean that offense I think can even be better this year because they had they still have no did they cut Matt Breda no they traded them for a fifth round pick right they traded Matt Breda but they still have Mostert they have Coleman and they're Likely, I assume they're getting Jarek McKinnon back from injury. So they have like three quality running backs on the team. Uh, They drafted 
uh, what's his name from Arizona State? Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver. They have Debo Samuel coming back. If Dante Pettis is so talented, if he can just – I don't know what happened with him. He didn't even play last year. I think he just kind of fell out of favor with the coaches. If he can if he can get his way back onto the field, yeah. I think he can do some good things. And they also have um, – what's his name from Tennessee? Uh, Jalen Hurd. Jalen Hurd. He, who transferred to Baylor. I loved him coming out of the draft because I, yeah. I watched him and I was like, whoa, this dude's really good. I love Hurd. Yeah, and he he was hurt last year, yeah. so he didn't get to play. I'm going to be interested to see what he can do. They have a lot of pieces, and they obviously George Kittle is the main yeah. piece. Uh, and then they have all those running backs, a great offensive line. They added the guy that you were just saying for uh, comeback player of the year, Trent Williams. Yeah. Sorry, mine went blank for a little bit. So Shanahan has a lot to work with, and I think he can make the team even better next oh, yeah. year. So. Yeah. Yeah, like Brandon Ayuk is better than Emmanuel Sanders, I'd say. Yeah. Like, he, he, I love him. Um, and he's also, cheaper, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another guy I want to mention, because I thought he played so well in the playoffs, is Kendrick Bourne, who really stepped yeah, up yeah. in the playoffs. He did a great job. But, yeah. um, uh, Yeah, Kyle Shanahan is my number two. And I agree with pretty much everything you said. Yeah, like, or not pretty much. I agree with literally everything you said. Uh, I do want to touch up on Javon Kinlaw, which a lot of people, a lot of, yeah, I forgot a lot of 49ers on that. fans hated that pick. Oh, that's a great pick. That was pick. literally one of the best picks in the entire draft. Yeah. Like, Training DeForest Buckner, who is like, oh, he's fantastic. Maybe all, the second all best pro defensive tackle. Maybe the best defensive tackle in all of football. Like, ah, not the best. No, I said second best. Oh, sorry, I thought you said maybe the best. second. The the second best defensive tackle in all uh, of yeah, football. Yeah, I can see an argument behind sure. Donald. Um, they traded him because he they weren't going to be able to, to afford him. They traded him for the thirteenth overall pick. And now Buckner's getting paid twenty one million dollars per year by the Colts, and then they replace him with a guy who. Honestly, might be better than he was coming out of college. Has as much as much potential as him, but is on a much cheaper contract. That is great contract management. I love that pick. And people who don't like the pick, I don't really understand it. Like I, I get that trading. Like you're one of, if not your most talented player for a rookie, may not seem smart, but in the big picture, when you're looking years down the road. It's a smart decision, and I love what they did there. I like that. Their defense is good. Their secondary is a little bit shaky. Um, I wish they would have addressed that more. Uh, and I, I was surprised they made two first-round picks. I thought they were going to trade their second first-rounder to get more mid-round picks. But no, they traded up to yeah. get Brandon Ayoub. So, but yeah, I love what they did and uh, free agency and and, um, and the draft. I thought they did a great job. They're going to be really, really good again. Um and Kyle Shanahan's going to be up for the award. They're going to be great. Like, and for sure. Yeah. With, the record, with the record they're going to have, he's going to be up for the award. Yeah. All right, so my winner for Coach of the Year in 2020 is Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mine too. Yeah. So. I, he's going to take that, especially with the addition of Clyde Edwards-Elair, yeah. he's going to take that offense to new heights. Uh, it's gonna be even better next year. I'm I'm so excited to see what he's gonna do with Clyde. Uh, you know, as a runner and especially as a receiver out of the backfield, Mahomes is gonna have a great year next year. I mean, I would be shocked if they don't get to the Super Bowl again next year. I know the AFC is super tough, but they're so good, and Mahomes is just that good. Um, so I I really can't see Andy Reid not winning Coach of the Year next year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think one one move that I really liked from them was getting Willie Gay in the second round. Yeah. That was such a good move. Cause they, they were I mean, so that's a starting caliber linebacker. linebacker. Yeah, he's going to start day one, and they were so weak at linebacker, they needed to address that. And being able to get him in the second round and improving your offense, which is your biggest strength, that was a great draft for them. 
Um, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a beast. We've already talked about him in this podcast. He he is a monster. And it's really unfair that the Chiefs got him. Because he, he was the one team where I was like, if, if there's a team that's going to pick Alaire in the first round, it's going to be the Chiefs. And I would love to see him with, on the Chiefs because I think that would be just so fun to watch. But also, I'm terrified <laughs> because... Like, it's going to be unfair playing that offense, and the Falcons have to play them this year. And I'm going to hate playing. Like, he's going to kill us. Um, But, yeah, like, I'm not going to say they're going to win the Super Bowl, but, but, like, unless, like, say everything goes well, there's no injuries, I I would honestly be surprised if they didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because like, I think Alaire pushes them over, and it, and it like, makes— Especially their—I mean, I don't know if they got that much better on defense. Because didn't right. they lose—they lost uh, Bashad Breeland, no, didn't they? No, they, no, they resigned him. Okay, but he—no, he got arrested. That's what happened. I don't know—did they cut him for no. that? Or no? Okay. No. I know he got arrested. I don't know what ended up happening with He's that. still on the team. Okay, and then and, did they and, lose and Kendall get, Fuller, or do they still have him as no, well? No, they lost him. That okay. was a big loss. Because yeah. he, he went to the Redskins. Yeah. So That's that is loss. a tough loss. I, I knew they lost one of their corners. I couldn't remember which one it was. Uh, but yeah, so they didn't really address that necessarily. Like they didn't get a guy that's going to start right. immediately. Uh, so that. But may be why a play defense when you're going to score yeah, on every you, drive? If you score 100 points on offense, there's <laughs> like, no reason to play defense. Yeah, yeah. I, I really that uh, the Alaire addition makes them unfair. Yeah, offensively, it's scary. Like, yeah, for sure. All right, so my dark horse for coach of the year. Okay, I we might thought, have the same. I don't know. Okay, um, I'm trying to remember who I thought about going with. Okay, I thought about going with Vic Fangio. I didn't go with Vic Fangio for of uh, the Denver Broncos. I thought about going with um, what's his name for the Chargers? Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn. Yeah. Anthony Lynn of the Chargers. I didn't go with Anthony Lynn. So I decided to go with Cliff Kingsbury. Of the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, I like that. I like um, that. I didn't think about him, but I do yeah. like that. They got so much better on offense. They got rid of David Johnson's ridiculous contract with his injury proneness. I somehow they got rid of it. I don't. I still am baffled that the Texans took um, David Johnson from them for little to nothing and gave it like. They gave. Um, like, we will take your. We will we'll, take we'll his take, terrible contract. Yeah, your terrible we'll contract. And we will give you our best player in <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, who's literally one of the three best receivers in the league, and it is on is on pace to be a Hall of Famer. Right. Exactly. I can't believe the Texans did that. I know Bill O'Brien had beef with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, but it's it's business. Yeah. Like, just yeah. you know, put your pull your diapers up, and you know. Get on with your life. And what makes their offseason even worse is that the Texans traded a, their second-round pick to the Rams for Cooks, who's talented, but he's been dealing with concussions and has a really bad contract. And with that second-round pick, they could have taken Denzel Mims from Baylor. Tough scene. Yeah. Yeah, Bill O'Brien looks like a fool right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Like, <laughs> He made some terrible moves yeah. in the offseason. But now with Cliff Kingsbury, he's obviously an offensive-minded guy. Yeah. I mean, that offense is going to be ridiculous next year because Kyler is going to have a great year next year. I, I know he's going to have a great ne- year next year. Um, I mean, he he had a fantastic year as a rookie, and he's only <laughs> going to get better. He's 
great as a passer, great as a runner. He's got all the tools necessary to succeed in the NFL. Um, they didn't really do a lot to their offensive line. They didn't really improve it a lot, I didn't think. They got Josh Jones, which is a huge yeah, pick I up forgot in the about third that. Round. Yeah, they picked up Josh Jones in the third round, who could start they, at right tackle no, immediately. No, he's going to start. I don't know who else they have, though. That's DJ what I'm Humphreys. saying. That. But then, well, DJ Humphreys is starting at left, though. Right, but they have, I forget who they have. He'll, he'll win the job. <laughs> Okay. He could, he, he should have gone first round. Yeah, uh, yeah, he should have gone top first two rounds at least, in my opinion. Uh, but he fell to the third round, and they snatched him up, which was a great pick. They took Isaiah Simmons in the first round, which really, or yeah, in the first round, which really improved their defense. They picked up DeAndre Hopkins. They have Christian Kirk. They have Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. They had. They also traded for Kenyon Drake last season, who's a really good running back. I mean, they have a lot of pieces for Kyler Murray to work with, and that offense is going to be really good next year. I know they're in a tough division. I don't know if they're going to make any noise in the in like you know from a record standpoint. But the numbers that they put up are going to be really nice. So that's why he's my dark horse because I don't know if they're really going to put up. Like, make a lot of noises and like have a good record and get a bunch of wins. Yeah, but I think they're gonna put up big numbers. Yeah, I agree. I I really like that. That that's a great pick by you. Uh, my dark horse is a big Fangio from the Broncos. They added so many weapons to their offense. Their defense is good. They get Bradley Chubb back. Uh, they did lose Chris Harris Jr. in free agency. They didn't really replace him. I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, like, they got AJ Bouye. Right, he'll he'll be there one of the starting outside corners, but who's going to be there at number two? Do they still have William Jackson? Yeah, but he plays strong safety. No, no, no. Sorry, he's, sorry, sorry. He's like their nickel. No, I'm pretty sure. W- William Kareem Jackson's their strong safety. Hold on. Uh, so- Justin Simmons is their free safety. They got a great safety tandem. Uh, William Jackson's with the Bengals. He's with the Bengals. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking he was uh, with the Broncos. Right, and like wh- Bryce Callahan's not going to play outside because he's a. A very solid slot corner. Yeah, like he's sure. a very good nickel corner, um, and he hasn't played outside corner, so I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. That's my only issue with them. Like, what are you gonna do there? Uh, but they improved their offensive line. They got uh, Lloyd Cushenberry. They got Glass now from the Lions. They got all those receivers like KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. They have great running backs and Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. They have two fast tight ends. One's uh, like a a star in Noah Fan. He looked amazing yeah, last year. Yeah, he was year. fantastic last year. I mean, like, I mean at, at obviously he season, let, but, like, he leaves he a lot amazing. to be desired as a blocker, right. but he's as such a, receiver a good receiving tight end. Oh my lord, yeah. Um, and Drew Locke looked really good in the last five games, and he improved in each start. Yeah, and I think they still have like Jeff Hireman at tight end, and they still have Jake Butt, who is actually a really talented tight end who they drafted out of Michigan. Yeah. But if he can stay on the field, he's talented. I mean, they have a lot of depth at tight end and a lot of weapons for Drew Locke to throw to. Yeah, I think their offense, they they have uh, the explosiveness to compete with Kansas City. And I don't, I, a lot of, not a lot of teams can say that. Um, and that's why I like them so much. And Vic Fangio, I think, I think he could uh, contend for the award because I think their record's going to improve by a lot. Let me read you. Um, Nick Nick Wright's projected 2020 AFC standings. Not all of them, just the AFC West. So um, he has the Chiefs winning the division at 14 and two. He has the Raiders finishing runner up at 10 and six and making it into the wild card. He has the Chargers finishing third at six and ten. He has the Broncos going from seven and nine last year, almost making the playoffs, to being three and thirteen. <laughs> Yeah. The Broncos are not that bad. Yo, they got much better. They're really good. 
They have Judy Sutton Hamler. Uh, they have another guy too. Is it Deshaun Hamilton? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. he's, okay. he's, he's solid. Fourth, he's much better as a fourth receiver than right. like, the number two guy. Right. They have Fant. They have a loaded offense. They also have a good defense. They have Von Miller and oh, yeah, Bradley I didn't even Chubb. Von Miller, and they bring back Bradley Chubb from injury. Exactly. And, and they got uh, Jarrell Casey to Three play defensive oh, end. Yeah, Jer- I forgot about Jarrell Casey. That it's gonna play inside. And they got this defensive tackle. In oh, the they, draft. they also have a uh, oh man, uh, Draymond Jones from yeah. Ohio State. They have they another took, defensive they tackle though. Two years ago, I forgot. I forgot. And they, they have another defensive end that's good because I, I wrote an article about the Broncos. Yeah. About, about them. Is it Shelby Denver. Harris? Is that the other defensive end? I forgot. I, for, I totally forgot. Yeah. They, like, how are they going? They're so good. They're I, not going to go three and thirteen. If they do, I would be shocked with the with like the improvements they made on their offense. Like that's. I just wanted. To, I knew you would. Find that hilarious. I will cut off the tip of my pinky if they go three and thirteen. He also has the Bills going promised. Uh, the Bills going eight and eight in that weak division. Yeah, he has the Dolphins going nine and seven, making the playoffs. He has the Patriots winning the division. At Calm 10, down. At Stidham's all right, but he's not that good. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. All right, offense player of the year. All right, you may start. All right, so um, number four. I have okay. So what I did with offensive player of the year is I decided to not make it the exact same list as my MVP list because I think that's probably what's going to happen. Like in real life, I'm sure my offensive player of the year list or the offensive player of the year list will be pretty much the same as MVP. Um, it's usually not though. It's it's usually a little different because they put some receivers in there, but it's almost the, always it's almost always close to the same. Right. Um. So I made it a little different. My my winner for Offensive Player of the Year is also my winner for MVP. I'll go ahead and give that spoiler. Um, but my number four for Offensive Player of the Year is Christian McCaffrey, running back for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, need I say more? 2,000 all-purpose yards last year. He was fantastic. I know – I don't know if he's going to be able to handle just, like, all the work – like, the, the whole workload this year where he's going to – be the main focus of the offense. I mean, like they got more pieces, yeah. but I just don't know how how much he's going to be able to handle. Right. You know what I mean, I don't know if he's going to be able to be like a two thousand yard all purpose yards guy two years in a row. So I'm not sure. That's why I have him at four. I might have put him at higher if I felt like he could, you know, really do that consecutively. But I don't know. Uh, but McCaffrey, fantastic running back. He still will be the highlight of the offense like he was last year. Yeah. But they have more pieces now. They have Bridgewater, They ha- who's a solid quarterback. They have brought in Robbie Anderson. They still have DJ Moore, who's a very, very good young receiver. So they, ha- they have more pieces besides him now. Yeah, uh, I have Saquon Barkley. It's my number four. Okay. Um, I think Saquon has a better offensive line. They improved it. A lot in the draft, they got Andrew Thomas with their first pick, which I admit was a little bit of a reach, but I still, he's a very solid tackle. He was so underrated going into the draft. A lot of people did not really like him, and I had him as my number three. Um, I think you could argue, I mean, I had him at number two for a while, but then after watching um, Makai Bacon, I I put him at number three. He's so good, Um, and he's going to be great for them. They also drafted, I believe his his first name is Matthew Pert. Peart, I believe. Peart? Yeah. Um, who's going to uh, start? Is that from Northern Illinois? I think so. I forgot. I don't know, but he's, he'll play. Um, they made some nice improvements to the offensive line. If Saquon can stay healthy, he's going to be very productive because he's their best offensive player. Right. Because uh, they have 
Um, at receiver, they have... Who's the guy from Oklahoma? Crap, I'm forgetting his name. 87. Oh, Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. Matthew Peart is from UConn, sorry. Okay, UConn. I got a little messed up. Um, yeah, they still have Sterling Shepard, um, Golden Tate, who are solid, but they dealt with a lot of injuries last year. Right. So I don't know how reliable they're going to be. Like, can they stay on the field? I don't know. Uh, but Saquon Barkley behind a much improved offensive line. I think he'll be very good and very productive. And I think they're going to rely heavily on him. You forgot to mention their best player, Darius Slayton. Oh, yes. I for, uh, yeah. He was, he was actually really was good, so good last year. Yeah. I was I was kind of surprised. It, was he a sixth-round pick? Fifth. Fifth? Yeah. Like, he was much better than I expected him to be. I actually thought I liked him going to the draft, not just because I'm an Auburn fan. Like, I actually liked him. Um. I didn't expect him to be as good as he was. Yeah. He was, like, pretty, really good. Yeah, he was one of the best receivers, like, among the rookies. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. That's my number four. All right, so my number three for Offensive Player of the Year is the reigning Offensive Player of the Year from 2019, and that is Michael Thomas, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I mean... Our our top three are going to be the exact same. Oh, for real? Probably. Uh, (laughs) That's a bummer. Um, I mean... The Saints are fantastic. They were great last year. They, I mean, they improved, but they didn't really have to improve. Like, they're just so good. I mean, they got Cesar Ruiz in the first round, which is going to give Drew Brees even more time to throw the ball to Michael Thomas. So, you know, Michael Thomas might have an even better year, which I don't know how that's possible because he was so good last year. Uh, I know they have Emmanuel Sanders, so they have, like, more weapons besides just Michael Thomas. Uh, But, I mean, he's still the – he's – you know, still the highlight of their offense. Yeah. My number three is Michael Thomas. And I'm not, like, he was so productive last year. I think he's going to, maybe a little bit less productive, but I think he's going to be, like, the most productive receiver in the NFL once again. I'm not really afraid. I'm not really worried about the addition of Emmanuel Sanders impacting his production all that much. Because Sanders is, I mean, he's talented, but he's aging, and he was not great last year right? Um, from a production standpoint. Uh, but yeah, Michael Thomas is the beast. They they improved the off- offensive line, which was not bad. Like he was already good, and they just made it stronger with the addition of Caesar Ruiz. I think he's gonna be great once again. Um, Drew Brees would have to like really decline drastically for him to struggle. And or or, or they'll have to just run a three quarterback system, which yeah. they might do. <laughs> I'm gonna but, yeah. be upset if I see Taysom Hill, like playing a substantial amount of quarterback next year. I guess I get it. You're wanting to keep Drew Brees healthy for a little, or want to keep Drew Brees playing for a little longer. Yeah. But like, Is that the strongest quarterback room in the league? Potentially. I don't, I can't like think of any other off the top of my head. That's just. Yeah, but Drew Brees, Jameis Winston, then Taysom Hill. I mean, I, that's pretty strong. That is pretty strong. Like, especially like three quality guys. I can't think of like any other. I don't know. I like. Las Vegas' quarterback room is not bad. It's not as good because they don't have like a super the quality Cow- starter. The Cowboys, though. Uh, yeah, Dak and Andy Dalton. Yeah. I guess Dak's technically not a part of the Cowboys. I thought they franchise tagged him. I don't think he's signed in, though. Oh. So, like, he's technically not a part of the team. Well, he's going to be. But so. I'm, I'm assuming for this, I like. I mean, like, Las Vegas doesn't have a bad quarterback room. What? It's Good. it's better than yeah it's better than like I'm just thinking like because they have three guys sucks like well they have like Carr okay you know what <laughs> I was thinking because they have like Derek Carr Mario 
They, okay, they have a bunch of bad quarterbacks. <laughs> well, they have a bunch no, of guys. No, Carr's good. No, no, no Carr's they, like a top 15 Well, what I'm saying is, that what I was thinking is, they just have a bunch of guys that have started previously, but... Where's their third stringer? <laughs> Deshaun Kaiser, oh and then gosh. it's Nathan Peterman. That's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, they have a bunch of guys that have started. They don't. Okay, they're not okay, necessarily okay. good. Wow. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> and who is your number two? Let me uh, guess. Lamar Jackson. My number two is Lamar Jackson, quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, didn't win Offensive Player of the Year last year, but did win MVP last year. Um, I don't expect him to win MVP again. I think he's super talented. I think yeah. he's gonna have a great year again. But I don't think he's gonna have the kind of like crazy year. That he had last year, especially you know if uh, if a certain someone actually plays all sixteen games, and uh, I wonder who that is. I wonder who that is as well. Uh, <laughs> if that certain someone plays all sixteen games, I'm sure he'll uh, probably have a better season than Lamar. But you know, Lamar is fantastic. Uh, he's kind of, I guess. I don't know if he's revolutionized the quarterback position. I don't I think, think that's a good word. Well, but like yeah. for for the the way that the quarterback position yet. was played. Maybe not yet. Yeah, probably not yet. I want to see I like more teams try to get Lamar's before right. I say that he's revolutionized it. But, you know, he might oh, yeah. revolutionize the quarterback position. Um, but, yeah, Lamar's fantastic. He had over 1,000 rushing yards last year. Had um, – yeah, four thousand passing yards. I don't think so. I, I don't think, think so. Three thousand, mm. around thirty touchdowns. I think around three thousand. I think it was around three thousand. Then he had like thirty-ish touchdowns, thirty-three yeah. maybe. Not that many interceptions. Had a really good completion percentage. I mean, he was fantastic last year. As he he surprised me last year by being a really good passer. Yeah. So. Yeah, because totally... I didn't see that in like I didn't see that his rookie year, and especially in college, I didn't see him being a very good passer. But then last year, he really turned it on. Yeah, so. he was like one of the big reasons why they lost in the playoffs in rookie. Yeah, year. yeah, right. Like against the Chargers. He, yeah, because I mean, although he was such a good like running, like, he was so good as a mo- as a mobile quarterback, and his rushing ability was a huge threat. He was not a good passer, and I mean, he kind of. Was not a good passer in the playoffs this year. Yeah, uh, but, but we're but not going to talk about that. I, yeah, yeah. But the improvements I saw from his rookie year to last year give me a lot of confidence that I'll see a lot of improvements from last year to this year. Right. And that part of his game. Um, and he's my number two. And I mean, he's just so talented. I think he'll keep improving as a passer. And if he does that, he's going to be up there again, contending for the Offensive Player of the Year and contending for an MVP this year. Yeah, he's like the best runner in the league and <laughs> one of the best passers in the league. Yeah, like, he's he got was it all. so good as a, as a passer last year. I mean, I loved what I saw from him. Yeah. I think he's a beast. And, right. and their offense improved, so, yeah. So my winner, as we all know, yeah. is Patrick Mahomes, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Listen to this resume. Yeah, his resume is like, I I really wish D Ford back was backed up six inches. Yeah, his rookie year when on that on that not his rookie year, second year, the last or yeah, two yeah, years yeah, yeah, yeah. Mahomes, Mahomes first full year, first full year, year as a starter when as they a, were as in a the full time starter. Because yeah. if they won that Super Bowl, or if they had gotten to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm saying if they had won it, like if they would have won that game, won the Super Bowl, because like his, his his resume now would they? Yeah, he, I think they would have won that Super he's Bowl. He's on a, he's on a path to be like one of the great. Time. He's gonna end up being a top ten all oh, top easily. quarterback. I mean, okay, this resume is insane. Five thousand yards passing uh, in 2018. 
50 touchdowns, 2018 NFL MVP, then 2019 has another really really good year, and he's the 2000 or he's the what what Super Bowl was it Super Bowl 54 I guess I don't know I don't remember but, he, but they Super won it this year whatever Super Bowl MVP yeah and a Super Bowl and he's a Super Bowl champion he's I already mean, won the AFC. He's an AFC champion. Yeah, he's an AFC champion. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP. I mean, it's insane. And he, did he not be... win Offensive Player of the Year the year he won MVP? I think he did. I think he had to have. I'm pretty sure he did because I'm pretty else. sure that's one of his accolades. Because his accolades are insane. Like, because he, he, his, his touchdown, like, he's throwing an insane amount yeah. of touchdowns. It was Patrick Mahomes. In yeah, that's what I thought. So he won Offensive Player of the Year and uh, and MVP, and and now I think he may win another Offensive Player of the Year. And right, who knows? Yeah. Maybe later in the podcast we'll see if he wins another MVP. Yeah, I think I have him as my winner for Offensive Player of the Year. He's a stud. He's the best quarterback I've ever seen, and I think he's one of the one of the three most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen. Like, I, I'm, he doesn't have the accolades to be considered an all time great yet. But I think he's one of the three best quarterbacks we've ever seen. Who um, are your three? So Mahomes, I assume Rodgers. Like Rodgers. And I think you could, like, L.A. Maybe, yeah. Like. Marino, maybe. Marino. I think Brady is a very talented quarterback. Even though he doesn't have the physical gifts. Like, he's Brady's so. Brady's just cerebral. He's like, so it's, smart. Yeah. It's crazy. But, yeah. And, I, I mean, they improved on offense. They gave him another weapon he didn't need in Clyde Edwards. Yeah. Where they bring back. Like they have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins is coming back. Um, Demarcus Robinson played solid. They have Miko Hardman. They have so much speed on that offense. It's just crazy. It's gonna be great. It's unfair. All right. So my dark horse for offensive play of the year. Um, I decided just to you know keep it keep a little bit variety of variety here that I would not do the same dark horse for offensive play of the year and MVP. So my dark horse for offensive play of the year is Aaron Jones, running back for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, from the way it's been looking this offseason, it looks like the Packers are going for more of like a run-heavy offense from the way they've been building in the draft. They drafted A.J. Dillon in the second round, which I didn't understand. Right. They drafted a bunch of offensive linemen and like a tight end who's probably going to play fullback. So they did a lot to make it seem like we're gonna like the Packers are gonna run out like a power running system. Y'all are literally the Green Bay Forty ers now. Basically, basically we're trying to copy the Forty ers If you can't beat them, become them. <laughs> yeah, basically, why not? Like. Um, so I think Aaron Jones could really benefit from that. I, I mean, he might not get as many carries as he did last year, just because if we're trying to go for more of a like split backfield with Jamal Adams and AJ Dillon, I don't know. You mean Jamal but, Williams? What did I say? I just said Jamal Adams. I'm sorry. Jamal Williams yeah. and A.J. Dillon. I wish we had Jamal Adams. Yeah, I know, right? Like, <laughs> I'd put him in the backfield. That'd be great. No, uh, but yeah, Aaron Jones, I think he had 19 rushing touchdowns last year. And he had 1,000 yards. I mean, he had the most – maybe it wasn't 19. That seems crazy no, right now. No, it was high. But I think it was 19. I think it was. That seems crazy to say, though. I believe it was because it was high. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, 16, I, 16 rushing touchdowns, and then he had, um, I think he had, I think he had 19 total touchdowns. Uh, let's see. Man, ooh, 
I don't know if he's gonna get enough carries. Yeah, he had 19 total touchdowns. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking because he I don't had such a productive do, year do, last I, year. I actually, I didn't think about him, but I do like that. I yeah. just don't know if he's gonna get enough carries. Yeah, I don't I know have what any carries that Jamal for. Williams gonna get because I assume Jason Dillon's gonna be like their RB two. I don't know. I don't know. Well, like you, right now, you, I think you, you AJ spent Dillon. a second round pick. He better be getting a, a lot of carries. Well, it better be a huge part of your offense. I don't know. And if you're trying to like emulate like what the 49ers or what the Titans are doing, you better be playing him a ton. Yeah, right. So I I don't know what's gonna happen. It's just yeah. Aaron Jones had such a good oh, yeah, year yeah. last year. Yeah, and I think he could have a better year. He couldn't have a worse year just because he's not gonna get as much right. carries. Yeah, but I guess we'll see what happens. That's why he's my dark horse. Yeah, I'm intrigued by that. Yeah, I'm interested to see what he can do in Green Bay next year. My dark horse is uh, George Kittle uh, from the 49ers, okay. um, and I think he'll he'll benefit from them having an explosive weapon like Brandon Ayuk, who is a big play receiver. He's got a lot of speed. Um, and he'll be able to open his his deep threat, like his speed, will kind of open up uh, the middle of the field because defenses will have to kind of focus on him a little bit, um, kind of like put a lot of focus on him, and so he'll spread the defense out, which will give George Kittle um, easy receptions. And so I think that's, and he's already stunned. So I think yeah, it's not like a dark horse as in like right. nobody expects him to. Be great, right? You but like, really you don't see tight ends, ends win right, offensive so. player of the year a lot. Another player I considered here was Drew Locke because he I, I expect him to be to be really good uh, from what he showed me in the last five games last year and right. the weapons he has around him now. Um, but I went with George Kittle. Uh, I didn't want to. I, I really hopped on the Baker Mayfield train last year. I hopped on the ba- bandwagon. And that kind of scares me now. Like I, I, any young quarterback, I'm like, oh, yeah. and then I get PTSD from when I was like, yeah, Baker Mayfield's gonna be great. Baker Mayfield's gonna be an MVP contender. No, he's not. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I had. Like, didn't. Yeah, my hot take last year was that Baker Mayfield was gonna win MVP. I don't know if I had him winning. MVP. I think I had Mahomes winning MVP. I think you did as well. Because I'm gonna have Mahomes winning MVP like the rest of his career. The rest of the career. Every single year. That's probably just a safe pick at this <laughs> point. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mahomes. Been, that's like me with Aaron Donald with Defensive Player of the Year. I feel like every year I'm just picking him for Defensive Player of the Year. Right. Spoiler alert. But yeah, George Kittle. I think he's gonna be good, and I think he's gonna. Uh, benefit from having an explosive deep threat like Brandon Ayuk playing beside him. Yeah. For sure. All right. It's time to move on to Defensive Player of the Year. All right. So, number four, we have the reigning Defensive Player of the Year, and that is Stephon Gilmore, cornerback for the New England Patriots. Uh, I don't love this pick, like, now. I I, I consider origi- him. I wrote I it up originally just because he, like, won it last year, but I think it's not super easy for a corner to win it unless you just have such a good season, which he did last year. And you year. Ca- you gotta you kind of have to have a good record. Yeah, that's that is also true. So I don't know because I considered him. I don't know how they're gonna do next year. Maybe Jadavius White would have been a better option. Potentially, I don't know. If I was gonna put a corner on there, maybe somebody else besides Stephon Gilmore. But there's and it's not that, like Stephon Gilmore's a stud. Like he's like one of another best corner in the game. Like he's an amazing corner. Well, I think. I, I really didn't think about this guy. I th- I'm sure you probably have him on your list, but Nick Bosa would have been a good option. Right. I didn't think about him when I was doing this, so I do not have Nick Bosa on my list. But uh, Stephon Gilmore was fantastic last year. If he can have another year similar to that, I think he can be a contender for Defensive Player of the Year. I don't think he wins it twice in a row just because he's a corner. So I, I'm not sure, but we'll see. 
Yeah, not a bad pick. I just don't think he'll be as productive, and I don't think they're going to have a good enough record for him to be up there. Um, but I do like, I, I like having him at four. Uh, my number four guy is Nick Bosa for the 49ers, who was great last year. Was he up for Defensive Player of the Year? I don't think he was. I don't think he was. I think it was. He was spectacular, though. I think you had Gilmore, you had Shaq Barrett, and maybe, I don't know. Shaq Barrett was not really up for it. Shaq Barrett, I think he was, he was like top three, though, wasn't he? I don't think so. Well, I know Minka Fitzpatrick was also up for it, and you also had, I think, maybe Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. He, like Shaq Barrett was not top three. Oh, okay. For whatever, really? for a weird it's reason. Interesting. But yeah, uh, Nick Bosa was great as a rookie last year, um, and I think he, I think he's going to continue to have success because he's got a lot of great players beside him on that defensive line. How, like them drafting Javon Kinlaw is going to help him out because Kinlaw is a beast of a pass rusher as a defensive tackle, and I think Nick Bosa is going to get better and become more productive. So I can see him contending for defensive player of the year this year. Yeah. For sure. All right, so my number three is who somebody we were just talking about, Chandler Jones, defensive end for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, he's been so productive like the last three years, and it's not talked about enough. Yeah. I feel like he's so underrated. Yep. Um, he's so good. It's just it's insane. I mean, he'll have double-digit sacks again, you know, close to 15, 16 sacks. Um, and now he'll benefit from having some guys behind him to help him out, in, or a guy behind him to help him out in Isaiah Simmons. Uh, Jones is a beast. He's gonna eat. I mean, that's that's what he's been doing for the past three or four years with the Cardinals. So, yeah, yeah. My number three is T.J. Watt, Ooh. and I actually didn't think about Chandler Jones. Yeah, I think I might have put T.J. Watt at four over Nick Bosa. Like, if I was, yeah, gonna do this again, I didn't even think about T.J. Watt for some reason. And T.J. Watt was great last year. Oh, T.J. Watt was up for it last year. He was one of yeah. the top three. It was T.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, year. and uh, Stephon Gilmore were up for it. Were the top three last year. Yeah, T.J. Watt had a breakout year last year. He was fantastic, along with Bud Dupree, one of his teammates. But yeah, T.J. Watt was amazing, and I think he's going to continue to have that kind of success. Um, I don't think last year was a one-year wonder. I think he's going to continue to be that good. Um, but yeah, he he was so good last year. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many sacks he had. I, he had double digits, obviously. Like, I want to say he had close to 13. And he was amazing Maybe, last year. Yeah. Something like something close to um, that, and I think he'll continue to be good. Yeah, he was so good because he's like one of the, he's like the best. He's obviously the best edge rusher, but he's one of their best defensive players, if not like their best. Yeah, I think there's an argument there. Obviously. Well, Minka, yeah, I didn't think yeah. about Minka, but yeah, he's like one of he's if not if he's not their best, he's like their second best defensive player. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of Minka, that is my number two for Defensive Player of the Year. Minka Fitzpatrick, safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he was in Miami for the first part of the season last year, got traded to Pittsburgh for their first-round pick, and another first-round pick? Two first-round picks? Was that it? Or Not one. Just one? Just yeah. the one first-round pick? Yep. Um, And then he went to Pittsburgh and just balled out. Like, started, started going off to the point where he was a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, uh, before the end of the year, he was, like, favored, I think. And then Stephon Gilmore just, I mean, it, Minka just kind of fell off a little bit. Like, it didn't start playing bad. He just, like, f- wasn't producing as much as he was. Yeah. And Stephon Gilmore was still consistently producing, so Gilmore won it. Uh, But Fitzpatrick is going to benefit from having, you know, good quarterback play potentially next year. So... Uh, he might not benefit from it actually because he won't be on the field as much right. and he won't be having to make all the plays for them to win but he w- it will benefit for their record to where he maybe ma- 
able to make up some appearances in the playoffs. So basically, the Dolphins traded Minka Fitzpatrick for Austin Jackson. When you when you put it like that, which I mean, Austin Jackson has a lot of upside because he's got physical tools, but that's tough. Like you're trading one of the best young defensive players in the league for a developmental tackle who on a uh, uh, best defensive player in the in the league on a rookie contract. Right, that's tough. But yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick was a beast last year, and he totally changed the Steelers' defense, and he really made them a playoff, like he, like a, like a team that was trying to fight yeah. for a playoff spot. They were not there before he got there, um, and he totally transformed their defense. I love that pick by you. My number two guy is Kula Mack for the Bears, Ooh, okay. and he, he's been year last year though. Yeah, he's been great the last few years, especially two years ago. He was so oh, good. Yeah. Um, in 2018, when yeah. that was his first year with the Bears. Yeah, <sighs> he looked scary. like an MVP candidate the first couple weeks. Yeah, like, he was amazing. Um, he's one of the best, and he's one of the best defensive players in the league. Such a dominant force, and he's he's getting up there in age, along with my, my number one guy. Um, uh, but he's just been so productive the last couple of years, even though he did have a down year last year. I think yeah. I think he'll bounce bounce back. All right, my winner as a as. What he was, oh my goodness, I, it's okay. I butchered what I was trying to say. My winner was also my winner last year and the year before that, and probably would have been the year before that, maybe even the year before that. I don't know. Uh, anyways, Aaron Donald, defensive tackle for the Los Angeles Rams. Enough yeah. stuff. Yeah, Donald's just a stud. He's my, he's my winner. He's the best defensive player in the, in the entire league, and before my homes. Took over the entire league. I think I honestly was thought the best player. I thought Donald was the best player in the NFL. But then Mahomes just arose and took over and was making throws we've never seen before. So, seen but yeah, before from a young Aaron Rodgers. But eh, I don't know like, what he was doing. There's some throws I can show you that are freaking ridiculous. That are just like this shouldn't. This should not be possible from a human being. Like a mortal human being. Maybe he's not mortal. And maybe not. But yeah, Aaron Donald, he's a stud. He's a great defensive tackle. He's versatile. He can play defensive end and defensive tackle. He's a great pass rusher. He's unblockable one-on-one. And he's been so productive the last couple of years. He's going to be up there. Um, and I think he wins it this year. Yeah. All right, and maybe my... it'll be tough because I don't think they're going to have a great record. That yeah, could keep them keep him from winning it. That is but true. he's just so dominant. Yeah, for sure. All right, so my dark horse for defensive player of the year was also a guy I was considering for comeback player of the year, and that is Bradley Chubb, defensive end for the Denver Broncos. Uh, Chubb is really, really talented and had a super productive rookie year. Last year, he was having a productive first couple of seasons and then, you know, got hurt, didn't wasn't able to come back. Uh, so this year coming back, Opposite of Von Miller, obviously, I think Von Miller is going to draw most of the double teams, and he's also going to have Jarrell Casey. Like he's going to have, there's other guys that these offensive lines are going to have to worry about besides Bradley Chubb, and I think Bradley Chubb is going to eat because of that. Yeah. So that's why he's my dark horse. I thought about putting him as my dark horse for comeback player of the year, but I decided to go for like a really, really dark dark horse with Mariota there. Yeah. Um, so Bradley Chubb is my dark horse for defensive player of the year. I didn't even think about him for comeback player of the year. Yeah. Dang, I wish I did. I don't know if I would have put him there, but, like, yeah, I love Chubb. He's a beast. My dark horse is Derwin James, um, who, I, who I have winning comeback player of the year. 
I think he's a stellar. He's one of the best. I mean, I've already said that he's one of the best young defensive players in all of football. I mean, he's, he's a stud. I think if he comes back as good as he was before the injury, he can contend um, for for the defensive player of the year. He's so good. He's been a huge part of the Chargers' defense uh, pre-injury. I just hope he comes back as good, if not even, if not better, because um, he he's a special talent, and and I love his versatility. I love what he can provide in the run game, in the box, and as a as in coverage as a free safety. Um, I I love Derwin James, and I I think he's a stud. He he's really, really proved me wrong. I I for some reason I didn't like him coming into into the draft because I was an idiot that didn't know any better. I didn't know what I was doing. I feel like I would have liked him a lot better now. Um, because I do know what I'm doing, but yeah, I, I love James. He he's a beast. Yeah. All right, moving on to the last award of the night. We Most probably have the same top player. four. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if we do or not. All right. So my number four, I had I was debating amongst myself here. I wanted to go Kyler Murray, but I decided not to. Because I think with quarterbacks and MVP, I think you have to have a good record yeah. to win MVP. Then, I think okay. Kyler's going to put up the numbers, but I just don't. They're in such a tough division that I don't know if he's going to have the record to be able to win MVP. So running backs don't really have to have a great record to win MVP. Yeah. So I've decided to go with Christian McCaffrey, running back for the Carolina Panthers, is my number four. Uh, I think he's the best running back in the league right now, just like from a production standpoint and talent combined. In my opinion, like the most talented running back in the league is Saquon Barkley, but um, I think McCaffrey is just like best overall running back right now. Yeah. Um, he can do everything. I mean, he's the most complete back in the NFL. Right. Uh, I think he can benefit from having better quarterback player with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, I don't think he's gonna get as many carries as in like for rushing yards, but he might get the ball thrown to him more just because, you know, Bridgewater's a competent quarterback, unlike, you know, Kyle Allen and Will Greer. Right. So uh, I think McCaffrey could have a better year, but he could have a worse year. I don't know. It's kind of a toss-up. That's why he's my number four. Yeah. Uh, my number four is Russell Wilson. Uh, the MVP is a quarterback award Right now. Um, Wilson's been such a good quarterback in the last couple of years. Probably the second best quarterback in the league. I think you can debate. Uh but man, he's just a stud. What he's been able to do with teams that just like with a bad offensive line, um, in the last couple of years has been really impressive. He's really carried the Seahawks, and it, it it's been amazing to see what he's done with that team because he hasn't had like the most talent around him. Like the the receivers have not been great. The offensive line has struggled a bit. Um, he, he's had a decent defense. Um, I think he's going to continue to produce. The plays he makes outside of the pocket are amazing. I, I love Wilson. Um, maybe their record isn't going to be as good as it was last year, um, I, especially if they don't have Clowney. They yeah. need to resign Clowney, um, but Wilson's just so good. He's he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and I think he's going to be up for MVP once again. Yeah, I completely agree with you, and that's why he is my number three. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you going to leave him off the list or not. No, he, is, okay. he did make my list. I know he's never received a single MVP vote, but that does not deter me from putting me on the list. He is so talented. He's got the pieces with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, like you said. Uh, they signed Greg Olson, who's maybe an upgrade over what's the guy they had last year? Maybe Will Disley. Well, Will Disley. I mean, Disley's younger. Disley was good. Disley was good, but I don't. But then know. he got hurt. But he was really good. 
when yeah. he played. I don't know. At least it's another piece for Wilson right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At least uh, I don't know if they got much better on the offensive line. No, I don't uh, even. I don't know think they, they did anything. Did. Then didn't they have George Fant and they lost him? I don't know. I know they still have Jermaine Effetti on at tackle. They have. I don't think they. I don't know who else they have at tackle. I mean, they're kind of. They've always like over the past few years they've been kind of met at offensive line. Um, but like defensively, they do need to resign Clowney to like be better, so that Wilson has a higher chance to MVP with a better record. Because yeah. they are in a tough division, but I think he definitely has a higher chance of having a a good record than Kyler Murray does. Yeah, just because I think he's on a better team. I right, think Kyler yeah. has a great offense, like offensive weapons. He just doesn't have a very good offensive line, and the defense is kind of right. Meh. Yeah, I totally agree. So when I give him that, so yeah. that's why I have Wilson at three. I know he's never received an MVP vote before, uh, and so that may concern some people, but does not concern me. Maybe yeah. he receives one this year. Yeah. Just just one MVP vote for Russell Wilson. Is that too much to ask? Someone, please vote for this man. That's kind of crazy he hasn't received an yeah, MVP I know, he's vote. been so good, too. Yeah. And he's never, I think, when we did our redraft, we discovered that he's never been a first-team All-Pro, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, too. I know that's so hard to do, though, as a quarterback. Right. But still. Yeah. It's kind of uh, crazy. My number, my number three guy has a, a, a much better team. Um, he's got better weapons, and he's got a better defense. Um, and a better offensive line, and just overall a better team. Um, and they're going to have a good record, and that's Tom Brady uh, for the Buccaneers. He's got, Interesting. Really? Yeah, I shocked? just, yeah, kind of. He was good last year. Like, was, with, a, with as bad of weapons as he had, like, and a lot of his struggles were because his teammates sucked. Like, they were not good. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. I didn't think about him for MVP at all. I, I just don't know. He's going to have a good record, and he's got he's great older. weapons. And he, he even, like, like, he got Mike Evans. He's got Chris Godwin. He's got Tyler Johnson. He's got Gronk. He's got OJ Howard. He's got Cameron Brake. He's got Ronald Jones. Now, he's actually a running back. I'm forgetting his name. I thought about him earlier in the podcast while you were talking. Crap, I forgot his name. Do you know where he's from? No. <laughs> they drafted him in like the third round. Like maybe the second or oh, third round. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Keyshawn Vaughn from yes. Vanderbilt. Yes, they drafted him. And they have so many weapons on that, on that offense. Like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are like two of the top ten receivers in the league. And yeah. Mike Evans is super underrated. Oh, he, yeah. He, his, like, good his, his Especially, like, his pro stats. football reference. And it's like. Past, his whole career, I don't think he's ever had. He's had, like, one season without 1,000 yards. And yeah, I'm like, this dude's play all 16 yeah, he's so year. good. And Tom Brady's going to love him. That's and with crazy. that offensive line, it, it's not bad. And they improved it getting Tristan Warps. I don't right. know what position he's going to play. Um, but with those yeah, he's weapons. Play tackle, but yeah. 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 Maybe I hope not. I hope not too, but he but, he will. Yeah, Tom Brady right and, and Tom Brady. Um, the beginning of the year he was really good. Then he lost Antonio Brown. He lost uh, I forget Josh his name. Gordon. Josh Gordon. He lost Josh Gordon. Um, and his his receivers at that point were not good at all. Yeah, it was like Philip really Dorsett. Yeah, Julian Dorsett was solid. Very bad. Yeah, Edelman, um, but they I mean, didn't really have that much didn't else. Have that much, yeah. And, and that he white was, guy, didn't they? What's his name? I don't know what his name is. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. They had like this one white guy, not Edelman. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. But I can't remember the dude's name. I don't know. And it, it would have helped to have Nikhil Harry, but he was hurt. He was hurt for most of the year. And then when he played, he wasn't even that good. Right. So hope I I think Harry will be good. Like 
And I still think, like, the, his production was not amazing. Like, it wasn't better than Dak Prescott. Right. Um, but I think he, he, when you watch the tape, he was still good. He's making good reads. The arm strength is still there. It's not amazing, like Patrick Mahomes or even, like, Deshaun Watson. But it's still there. He's still smart. I think he's going to be amazing. He's going to have a great year with these weapons. And with the defense like they have in Tampa, they're going to have a really good year. Even in a tough division like the NFC South, I think he's going to have a good year. The production is going to be there. I think he's going to be up for MVP. For sure. All right. I I kind of think that we have the same top yeah, we, two. Yeah, we do. We and do. I kind of think that we might but, have the same dark horse too. Really? No, no. You don't think so? No. My dark horse is really... Not a dark horse. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. So, my number two is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, quarterback, Baltimore Ravens. Like we said, he's got a very talented team around him. They're only going to get better. Uh, they only they got better over the offseason. Great season last year. I don't see that changing. Yeah. I mean, he won MVP last year. I don't think he's going to win it this year, but he'll definitely be up for it. Yeah. And if I expect him to improve once again as a passer. Um, and if he does that... I don't think we're going to see performances from him in the playoffs like we did his rookie year and last year against the Titans. Because although his his stat line looked great against the Titans, he had some very bad plays in that game. Oh, and yeah. He was it, honestly, he was not good, especially in the first half of that game. He was awful. Yeah, he was not good. Like the stat line looks good, but stats don't always tell the truth. And yeah. so if you just watch the game, he was not. Very well, there were good. fumbles and picks that just killed. Yeah, it. and then just the ball placement wasn't there. He was yeah. inaccurate and he missed. Open. He missed big play. He threw like sixty passes too, didn't he? Yeah. So like, yeah, like, like of course his stats volume. are going to be good when he's throwing yeah. sixty passes. But yeah, he's he's obviously super talented. He's a great runner. Um, he if he he continues to improve as a passer, I think he's going to continue to improve. And I think with the improvements the Ravens made, um, to his weapons on offense and their defense, they're going to be good once again. And he's going to be up for him to be. Yeah, for sure. All right, and we have the same winner as well. Yep. Three, two, one. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. There we go. All right. So Mahomes. This will be crazy though if he has like two MVPs within like these three seasons. Uh, basically, before the age of twenty-six. Technically, three MVPs back to back, but not all league MVPs. <laughs> uh, MVP in twenty eighteen, Super Bowl MVP in twenty nineteen, and MVP again in twenty twenty. We'll see. Maybe maybe four MVPs in three years with another Super Bowl MVP in twenty twenty. We'll see. This could be crazy. I honestly like. Unless injury starts affecting him like it did last year, yeah, I can see him winning MVP for like the well, next. Just, I mean, uh, the medical medical. Good grief! What am I trying to say? Uh, medical <laughs> medical technology. Oh. Excuse me. I'm yeah. sorry. Medical technology will continue to advance, and eventually Patrick Mahomes will just become bionic and go off. Yeah, <laughs> when he's like 80, he'll just be half yes. bionic and still throwing 90 yard bombs. Uh, so yeah, Mahomes is fantastic, best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Uh, very, very close. Uh, in front of Aaron Rodgers though, very close. Aaron Rodgers is very close behind him. Yes. I love Aaron Rodgers. He got a dear place in my heart, but yes. Mahomes is. Yeah, better. yeah. Mahomes is gonna win. MV- I think he's gonna win MVP. Um, it's still like I can't believe what they did to their offense in the offseason, improving it. Um. And their defense continues to get worse, but they continue to get stronger on offense. And and with as good as Mahomes is, he's going to keep that team to, at the top of the NFL. Um, 
And he's he's got so many weapons from Tyreek Hill to Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, Minko Hardman, uh, Damian Williams, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Like it's insane the weapons he has, and it, 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 he just has to stay healthy. Yeah. And he hasn't been injury prone. Just last year he he had the knee injury, uh, but if he stays healthy, like what's stopping him from winning MVP? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe another player that's better, but I can't see that. Yeah, me neither. Um, all right, my dark horse is a guy we've already talked about, and that's Drew Locke, quarterback yeah. for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, that's what I thought he was going to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Denver Broncos are going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. they got a lot of weapons, like we talked about. Drew Locke brings this, like, swagger and energy that you didn't have with, like, Joe Flacco, or even with Peyton Manning, you didn't have, like, that swagger that, that Drew Locke brings. Right. Uh, so they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. They're going to be dynamic. Drew Locke is going to also be fun to watch. He's got a lot of weapons, going to throw a lot of for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. It's going to be fun to watch. Don't know if he's going to win MVP. You know, hey, I might be wrong about this as well because I thought Baker Mayfield was going to be fantastic next year or last next year, last year, and he was not. Uh, so I might be wrong about this. You know, you can always be wrong about something. Yeah, yeah. But Locke is my dark horse. I'm interested to hear yours. My dark horse. We have not talked about this player at all on this really? podcast, and it's he's he's like one of the ten best quarterbacks in the league. Um. I don't know if he's a dark horse. Is it Aaron Rodgers? No. Okay. Sorry. No. Man, you I'm hurt sorry. my feelings. Um, it's Carson Wentz. Ooh, okay. Okay. And with the addition of Jalen Rager, and he's going to he's gonna have Deshaun Jackson back. Um, The weapons are going to be there. He's and gonna, a little healthy competition with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to use Jalen Hurts. Like, yeah, I don't know either. I don't, I'm assuming he's not going to just sit on the bench. I'm assuming they're going to use him somehow in the offense. Um, hopefully Wentz can stay healthy because that's been an issue, and I think that's one of the big reasons why they drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. Right. But if he can stay healthy and his targets can stay healthy, he he has a chance to win MVP because he was so good towards the end of last season. 2017 well, as well, yeah. like when he was up for – was that 2017 or 2018? He was up for 2017. MVP. 2017. Yeah, because that was the year, year they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's the year Tom Brady stupidly won MVP. Yeah, whatever. That's crazy. Should have been talking early, but um, yeah. But Carson Wentz was so good last year towards the end of the season. He carried that team. Like he he had, um, he had like a backup. He had a, a former college quarterback who had never played receiver before as like his set, like one of his leading targets. Um, and I forgot his name. He went to Houston. Oh, uh, man, now I forgot his name. Greg Ward. Greg Ward. Yeah. Um, who was good, but like he was solid. But he's like not you don't, a you don't want him to be receiver. like when he yeah. Right. Um, and then they had Amon. Well, no, no, not Amon. Ross A. Brown. He's oh, in college. But crap, uh, uh, oh, we cannot on. remember. See, this is Stanford. how un- this is how unremem- unmemorable those receivers were. JJ we Arcega Whiteside. JJ Arcega Whiteside. They had those two guys as as his receiving as his leading receivers. They're gonna. They added Jalen Rager. They're gonna have Deshaun Jackson back. They're gonna have Alshon Jeffrey back, even because they can't trade him or cut him because his contract sucks. But he's talented. They have like a whole bunch of explosive weapons, and if they're all healthy, Wentz is gonna have a great year. Yeah. And then they have um, the running back from Penn State. Apparently, Miles I can't remember. Sanders. Yeah, Miles Sanders. Yeah. Um, they got so many weapons, and, and then they have Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz and Dallas. And Dallas Goddard was good last year. He's got a lot of weapons if they can just stay healthy. And then defensively, they're good. Um, they drafted. Did they add anybody on defense? I haven't even really took a. I don't recall. Look at their. 
look at their draft class yet. I don't remember who they but, added on defense, but obviously yeah, the main reason why I have him as an MVP candidate or as a Dark Horse MVP candidate is because of what he did with that offense towards the end of last year. He no. carried them. He played great, and their offense just gets better with the Rager addition and everyone coming back from injury. Yeah, they somehow won the NFC East with that well, terrible that was offense crazy. last year. That's insane. Dallas should have won that. I can't believe they Dallas didn't. just fell apart at the end of the season. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, that was sure. fun. Um, I like that. Yeah, we might be Our doing... Our predictions are inevitably going to be oh, totally course. wrong. Oh, of course. Always. But... Uh, we might be doing a 2013 redraft soon. All right, we, so we started working oh on gosh. it. And the 2013 draft sucks. It's not... It's it's actually not a terrible like draft overall. It's just hard because there's not a lot of like good guys at the top. Because we're at, we're at pick we're at pick fifteen. I think yeah, fifteen. And, and so it's, and now it's just, it's got it's like guys it's like, that have not been. It's like they have a couple of years of good production. But that's it. Yeah, it's just hard to take them where we're at in the draft. So I don't know. I mean, I think we're gonna try to finish it. Oh yeah. So hopefully that'll be out sometime soon. But yeah, that's pretty much all we have for today. Yes. Yeah, if you want to see more content from us, check out our website at thewiresports.com. We have we have articles up there. We have this podcast, which you can check out under the podcast tab. We also have a YouTube channel called The Wire. Um, I recently made a video about Jamie Newman. I'm just going to check that out. And that's pretty much all we have for you all today. I hope you all enjoyed it. That was fun, and we will see you all next time.